Talk brunch served hot. Talk brunch live. Rick Dara here, as always. Co-host Destin Frazier here with me. Where's Count Drogo and his golden crown when I do it? I don't know. Who do you want to give a golden crown to? Everybody. Everybody gets a golden crown. Do it again and again and again. I don't give a shit. I got time. Every last person. Sorry for the delay there, guys. That wasn't on our side. I was patiently waiting for the system to make sure people on other platforms get the feed. Not me. Just being considerate here. Anyone who's on our main uh, source knows it's been on because they've been sitting there. So, <laughs> but yeah, glad to be here. Glad everything uh, panned out as far as that goes. Quite a weekend with NXT. Good old takeover. That was quite the fun event, right? It was great. It had no association with WWE. It was fantastic. None whatsoever. Man, I'm telling you, any 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 company that's not WWE right now, you got to do a great. Yeah, you really do. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of interesting updates for you guys as far as conclusions or, I guess, sequels to some of the stories that we spoke about last week. Updates, if you will, because I told you where we'd like to update you on that as far as where people are going to wind up, how the landscape is going to continue to change. Live audience is continuing to return. And of course, let's not forget our favorite. There's a poll. That's right. Tonight at the end of the day, there's a poll. The end of the episode, we're going to go into the Hell in a Cell poll. Were there any matches added tonight? Like one. There was. There was a match added? Mm-hmm. Those bastards. You know what the funny thing about it is, though? It's my, my favorite one added because you were wrong. You gave them too much credit again. What did I give them credit for this time? Are we spoiling anything we go into? I don't even know what I'm wrong about now. Uh, let's be real. Nobody's going to give a shit. So um, Shane is not dead. Uh, they didn't show her, though, now that you mentioned it. Yeah, but they announced her match for Hell in a Cell. Right, right. They did. So she's not dead. Yeah. I thought I thought they were going to just kill her off since, they, since we're in oh, the no. business. They, of, they're not that smart. I'm telling you. Since we're in the business of killing people. What, once I saw The Miz come back and they talked about a knee injury and didn't even acknowledge zombies, I knew she wasn't dead. That's great. Oh boy, I don't know. They they seem to be the release thing seems to literally have been specifically so that they could uh I don't know get those ratings where they needed them to be. Uh, if that's what they want to believe, I mean that's what it seems like they were doing, right? Jesus Christ! I didn't know there was ever a rhyme or a reason for those fucking releases. Yeah, no, they're, they're, there's a lot of different things going on with them. Like I said, they're probably trying to buy or who knows at this point, man. You know, a lot of stuff going on there. But before we do that, we always like to get into the fun stuff first. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. All right. So what do we got here? First of all, I want to talk to you a little bit about these releases and these things that you were talking about now that you brought it up. One of the big things that's actually happened is that their stock has jumped up. Because of the budget cuts. So as much as everybody was waiting, their stock went up 13.4%. Yeah, that, that's a nice little shock. That's how well their stock has been doing. 13.4%. Yeah, 
So if you had any doubts before, now you know that this is what the investors are looking at. They don't care who they release so long as the money goes up. Is the unfortunate reality, but the reality nonetheless. But those are the parts that I was talking to you about when I say don't count them out yet. I got nothing. I, <laughs> I, could, I could even draw a joke out of that one. But yeah, I mean, it's true. Those are the main things, right? So there's been an increase in money. I'm actually going to put that on the screen for you guys just so that you can see. We have the stock chart here because everybody's excited and it's totally what you came here to see, a stock chart, right? We came here for stock brunch. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Very, very clever. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. <laughs> so there it is up there. Do me a favor. Talk for a minute. I'm going to make sure that, that our, one of our other platforms is still broadcasting oh. over here. Look at that because beauty. Look at the fucking stocks. <laughs> I left them on stock to try stocks. to carry the show. <laughs> <laughs> look at so it. Could, look at it. Look at it. <laughs> so that I could look at my other stream and I left them with stock. <laughs> hey, that bitch. Somebody come in here all the time for the weekly rent. What the fuck is that? They're talking about stocks? Yeah, yes, we are. For consideration of the other streams, bastards. We are talking about stocks. Selfish. He was just ready for everybody. He was waiting to hear who died, who got fired this way. Weren't you fuckers? No, we're talking about stocks this week. <laughs> yeah, but they did rise. Yeah, they went up. Yeah. So, uh, all right, you know what? I got it now. I got it. See, the other thing was screwing us over, but I got it. Ha ha. All right, there we go. That being said, back to our originally scheduled program here. So they said that... uh. As it is, they still have the deal and the TV contract with Saudi Arabia, which from what I'm hearing about, they're going to be going back to in November, possibly, provided that things don't go wrong for them. So that's more money for them right there. So I know these are all things that you do not like to hear. You are expecting, and a lot of people, not just you, I'm not going to sing it like you have a vendetta against them, even though I suspect you do. But a lot of people were hoping that this was going to be the beginning of the end for them. I even heard in the chat room, we're going to call Kula out here, but I scrolled past our guild and, and he was trying to convince that. everybody that... uh. And I guess he was waiting for me to comment. I didn't until like the end there, but he was trying to convince everybody all weekend that uh, AEW was going to buy WWE. That shit was hilarious. Like they, what? That's the crazy shit. Sometimes sometimes with logic is just non-existent. That's the crazy shit that he comes up with. What? That's the crazy shit he comes up with. (laughs) That's not even the worst of it. That's a funny part of it. And yeah, I can say it. he's never here for the weeklies. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Filter's gone in 2021, people, all right? Everybody gets to work. Yeah. Like, fucking nobody's bought Impact yet. Why the fuck are they going to come on now? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, did he, you didn't buy that, right? I mean, as much as you like AEW, you kind of must have known that that wasn't like, going to be where, where this is leading. I thought the Bischoff's no, take was there, more clever. no logical reason that they're buying that they would even try to buy wwe like as much as i like AEW, i also like stuff that makes sense and that doesn't make sense but he's not like the only one there's been like a lot of people that have been coming to these crazy ass conclusions that's because that's those those are the people who unlike me hate wwe with no logic they're the hate they're the hate it because it's cool people yeah we do have that demographic right now they think they're gonna die in like a month as much as I can't fucking stand them, I know they're not going anywhere anytime soon, if ever. It's like, come on. It's funny how I'm coming across tabloids when I go on a freaking... Can you believe that there's something that has the tragic death of Roman Reigns' brother written here? Like, as a as a freaking... I'm not there was, surprised. 
Like, what is he done trying to go across tabloids during the main show? So Just making do, sure to get right. feet kicked in. Freelance or shit. No, I'm so, despite what you thought, there's the stock on the screen for you to see. And also, there's some new stipulations that have come to light in regards to their contracts. When you were released from a WWE contract, you can no longer sign signatures as your character. So, Braun Strowman can't go to like a place and be like, you know, get better Braun Strowman. That's against the rules. He'd have to be whatever his name is, you know. Like, for example, um, Shawn Michaels would have to be like, with love, the heartbreak kid, Michael Hickenbottom. <laughs> so what you're saying is, Lars Sullivan had to be like, with love, Mitch Bennett. What you got to ask yourself, though. I love how you just don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> are you allowed, like, are you allowed to be like the heartbreak kid? Could you be like the monster? <laughs> the goddess? You could get away with that, right? It's like that's copyrighted, right? Like they could figure out yeah, ways around it. Like, you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Michael Pickenbottom was a hoe. We don't know. Maybe he broke hearts. Like, sincerely, the phenom. What are you gonna do? Stop you? You're still the phenom. phenom Let's be real. Ain't nobody telling. Ain't nobody telling fucking take her. Well, I'm just using him, him as an example, though. You know what I mean? Like people, like oh, if yeah. you can't say the name directly, you can come up with some alternative. Just go to just go to Dixie or Jared. They'll they'll help you. They were doing it for decades. I'm so mad at myself. It just hit me. Who'll be the freak, Mitch Bennett? Oh, damn. What? Mm. See, people, my own shit gets me and fucks me up sometimes. It's terrible. Mm. That would be kind of funny, though, just to see, like, oh, my God. Was it, uh, I'm trying to remember fucking Bray's real name. Is it Mike Rotunda, I believe it is? Yes, it's fucking the eater of worlds, Mike Rotunda. Is that who it was? Stacey said change a letter to a number. (laughs) Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would just be petty. Just fuck it. Like, just be done with it. Oh, man. Fucking okay, nice fucking sign of the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, but the S is a five. That is nuts. King Quest said it would be with, lo- with love, Husky Harris. <laughs> and then somebody goes, who? <laughs> you remember the tank with the Ferrari engine? Oh, man. All right. All right. So let's see here. What else do we got going on? We're going to go into updates. Oh, you're not going to like this. We're going to we're going to go into updates into what some people have been doing in their spare time since being released. One of them being the guy we're talking about now, Braun Strowman. I've seen a little bit of what he's been up to. Apparently, he's been in a shower scene with Mojo Riley. (laughs) I got scared first, but then I heard. Very nice of them. I said it last night, and I'll say it again just so we can work into the rotation. Not in my America. No, 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 you didn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> disclaimer he's a black guy i just have to throw it in whenever whenever i feel like you're edging whenever your satire is edging uh insanity you know i'm so mad because i didn't even think about that just because it's like if the screenshot turns out to be the two of them showering with your quote of not in my america 
<laughs> we gotta make sure they know that you're black at least. I look okay. <laughs> my best friend's white. All right. <laughs> we gotta do something. Oh my god, that was fucking crazy. I didn't even think about that. That was amazing. Holy shit. Not in my America. But uh, if you God, I can't believe I'm gonna say this phrase. If you look closely, you can also see another change that Strowman's made since he's been gone. What's that? You cut the beard off. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. That big ass fucking Strowman beard is the Wyatt the the Wyatt beard is gone. Do you like how I had the bot title of that episode? <sighs> Damn. That's like the most hood shower I've ever fucking seen. Like People are gonna look on Twitter that don't know and at least quirk a brow like the rock does right they're gonna have a very questionable that would uh, be the most risky click of their life well that's nice though you know get nice and clean you scratch my back i'll scratch yours it's hot as shell here nowadays too so oh man all right what else do we got going on oh apparently there was this rumor going around with braun that he was going to be charging 10 grand for bookings the dirt sheets reported this yeah, I heard about that for a couple of days, and I was like, damn. He tweeted out, let me just get this FYI out. I have not spoken to anyone about bookings, but if you want to talk business, business, the email to my agent is in my bio. Thanks for the confusion. You may you may be reading online. Uh, so. <laughs> no. And then uh, then it, I guess he started fighting with a fan on Twitter, because the first thing that you do once WWE can't control your Twitter anymore is, like, you can now fuck with fans at full power. You start going in, like, motherfucker, I ain't got restrictions, bitch. Don't play with me. And uh, basically, let's see what happened here. So he tweeted to the official WWE Twitter account, and he said that uh, Raquel Gonzalez could beat all of the guys in NXT also. And then a fan tweeted to him and said, your picks are bigger than hers. So then he tweeted, and her dick's bigger than your pussy. Then yours, pussy. Okay, I thought he was saying, wow, that her dick is bigger than yours, pussy. So then uh, he said, don't come on my page trying to throw shade, then delete your post like a baby, like a like baby back bitch. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag baby dick boy. You don't understand. I didn't realize this was, I, I didn't realize that this was going in that fucking far of a direction. You don't know the joy I feel to know that I'm not the only person who says baby back bitch. Holy shit. And he got it from you. Where did he get baby, hashtag baby dick boy from though? I'm not sure. But I feel, but I know, I can almost guarantee he got baby back bitch from the longest yard. Well, there you go. Now you get uncensored and he's no longer PG brawn. Uh, y'all better stop fucking with him. Don't mess with PG Braun. So uh, Mark Henry is saying that they're interested in having Braun in AEW because there was people saying that, you know, including myself wondering if he would fit in and everything. And Mark Henry was saying that there are people interested. Um, he spoke to TMZ about it. I wanted to let you hear that clip. So let's get it up on the screen for everybody. On Strowman, I mean, that surprised me to see WWE recently let him go. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was you, Mark, obviously, with the strongman connections that brought Adam into the wrestling game, particularly WWE. Now that he, Adam is a free agent, are you going to bring him into AEW? Super high on my list. Um, it's not an all Mark Henry, uh, you know, decision, uh, but there already um, is interest on both sides. So, you know, I'm hopefully by the time 
he's allowed to wrestle in August, uh, I think the middle of August, then we can have a serious conversation uh, about contractual things of that nature. But right now, there's there's interest on both sides. Big Cass too. Right. <laughs> I, I love that dude. I can't wait for his contract. I don't want to talk to people while they have contracts with people. Uh, I don't, I don't think that that's fair. People don't realize how much in pro wrestling there's anxiety issues. And people self-medicate, whether it's with food, whether it's with uh, sexual vices, whether it's alcohol, drugs. Like, people try to do anything and everything they can to take the edge off, to take that 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 ang- that, that anxiety away. And uh, wrestling is an extremist business. You know, it's like rock and roll, man. Like, you, you either all the way in or you just, you know floating under the radar and you're not going to be ever be famous and um you you have to have peace and you have to be able to enjoy yourself and not let the moment get so big for you that you fall off the wagon and him being in a 12-step program i talk to him uh, i mentor him but i tell him all the time i can't talk business when your contract expires you call me and let me know and then we'll have a talk Anything else you want to touch on, Mark? You know what, man? The only thing that I I, I, I like to touch on is the fans. There's this uh, kind of dissension in the fans with bringing talent in from other places. And um, I want AEW fans to, to not feel like it's a bad thing to bring in talent. You, if you're a fan of NBA, and NFL, and Major League Baseball, the biggest part of the advancement of a team is the new talent that you bring in to help bring more eyes and more success to the brand. Uh, AEW. I like it. Like, it's no different. Like, I said it on TV last week. AEW is not broken. Like, they are ready to take it to that next level. It's just that you have got to turn the screws and get that organization to where uh, you don't see holes in the movie. You, you, don't, you don't have things that, that you hit on that you never come back to. Like, you have got to finish the deal with, with, with viewers. And uh, I want to make sure that uh, that's done over there because... Uh, whether I'm there or not, I want the business of professional wrestling to keep going forward. And you do that with talent. Gotta agree with the man there. Yeah. Only thing I have to disagree with them is you can talk to Kaz now. They don't actually sign people to contract at Impact. Everything's handshakes. Kaz could leave right now if you want to. Wouldn't nobody say shit? No. Impact's always kind of been that way, though. Yeah. Only you on, know? like, it seems like special occasions do people actually get, like, signed there. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's not a lot of stability. I mean, well, last week we talked about what a contract really means. You know what I mean? Like in WWE, the contract they can release you from your contract. It, it's more like a contract on their side where you could be locked in. Because Strowman had years on his contract, oh, and yeah. they just Stroman, cut him Stroman loose. Still had a ways to go. Cut him loose and gave him his ninety day clause. The contract doesn't allow you to quit. It allows them to quit on you. So at the end of the day. 
we discredit Impact for not giving contracts, but like, what? How good is a contract when WWE? The way that they utilize them is basically to lock superstars into their convenience, and then when you're not useful anymore, when it's convenient to get the stock up, they can cut you out. Like, think about that. How convenient must it be to have a bunch of employees? Nobody else can do that. You can have a bunch of employees, and at any given moment, you could just decide, despite them being under contract, that they're gone. You know what I mean? That makes the contract nonsense. When you really look at it, there's no stability there. And that's the reason why there's anxiety in the wrestling business when people work for WWE, because at the same time, imagine being locked in from the wrestler's perspective. You don't have the convenience of at any given moment. If you decide that you're going to quit, that you can just go home. You're stuck. And you really can't plan to be like, okay, if I get let go, I'm doing this. You don't know. Honestly, the only other thing that is one sided that has a set amount of time that you have no control of that can only be reduced or ended by somebody else and not you is a fucking prison sentence. <laughs> right. You know, to be real about it, it's not like I came up, it's like this written, like I was just thinking about this as you and I are here speaking. <laughs> you know, like, it's really, I can't think of any other besides like a prison sentence. You gotta wait for, you gotta ride this out. Hope they shorten it. And at least in the prison sentence, you can get let off early for good behavior. I guess. And, and you you could get let get let off for good behavior here too. Think about how many people improved and got released. Braun Strowman looked like a million bucks when he left. That was great behavior, and they let him go. Look at Mickey James put together some of the best matches of her life. Had a great match with NXT, NXT and Oscar. Could have done tons for the women. Let her go on good behavior. <laughs> it just yeah. it works just like prison. Just even shittier. Write it down. Let go on good behavior. <laughs> you know. We play catch and release like the villain from Far Cry 6. But sometimes release just no, means to turn off. <laughs> but sometimes release just means to turn off the lights and shoot everybody. <laughs> There's your first E3 2021 reference. <laughs> I spoiled that trailer for whoever didn't watch it yet. WWE's catch and release. <laughs> oh my God. They're the best example of, of, uh, of catch and release, right? Motherfucking instead of changing the change of the um, catchphrase from then now together, whatever the fuck they put it. Say that shit. To, do I ever tell you the definition of insanity? Or just then catch and release. <laughs> Writing it down. You see, WWE, I'm funny. How come? Come over here. Sam Roberts me. <laughs> no? How come you don't Sam Roberts me? Because you're good at something besides <laughs> kissing their ass on TV. Sam's not good at anything else. This is all he's got. Think about the catchphrases I just came up with there. We call WWE catch and release, and you have Vince with a little fishing hat on, and he's reeling a wrestler in. But anyway, speaking of Mickey James, apparently she has now gone to NWA with Billy Corgan, and she's going to be doing, you wanted it, you get a new women's, an all-women's pay-per-view, apparently, right? This one probably won't suck. One probably won't sell either, to be completely honest with you. Because it didn't yeah, sell well in WWE. NWA, so. we'll, we'll talk about that after the break, but uh, or after the I shouldn't call it a break, but after we see the uh, the thing with them. First of all, the NWA is returning to St. Louis, August twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth, and thirty first. On August twenty eighth, we're going to have a pay per view, and on August 29th, we're going to have a second pay per view. The first pay per view will be the first NWA all women's pay per view with Mickey James as executive producer. On August 29th, the NWA will have NWA 73. This is going to come from the historic Chase Ballroom, the literal 
emotional home of the NWA. I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm bursting at the seams with pride and excitement, and I can only give it over to Mickey. Mickey, first all-women's pay-per-view. He just announced it. I mean, wow. I am just, I'm so honored and privileged. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for putting faith in me and trust in me. This is something that I've wanted to do for a very, very, very long time. And I was cut off at every opportunity. And you, sir, have given me the opportunity to make a real difference. You know, everybody kept saying, what's next, Mickey? What's next, Mickey? And I thought, oh, I could go out there. I could have some really killer matches. There's the greatest women's talent out there that we've ever seen. But this is different. We have a real opportunity here with so much history, the same show that I used to sit back and watch with my dad and just a, just a block, like right next door. And now we have a chance to really show that women's wrestling, not only does women's wrestling make money, but it deserves that prime real estate right at the top of the marquee, just besides the men's wrestling every single night. And I'm here to show you why women's wrestling matters. It's not just a hashtag. It's not just a money grab. This is real. And I want the best of the best women out there. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you have contract somewhere and are bound somewhere. I want the cream of the crop. I want that untapped talent. You know, those diamonds in the rough that just haven't had that chance, that opportunity to show what they're meant to be. And together, if you build it, they will come. And I'm so psyched. This is the first step in a big journey. And I, I just could not be more excited. I'm just, I'm so I mean, full I, of a I'm excited too. This is huge news. And here we are breaking it right now. NWA Empower, August 28th, Chase Ballroom, St. Louis on pay-per-view. August 29th on pay-per-view, NWA 73. It will be historic. Be there. All right. Well. Yeah, that's what she basically said. Fuck your contract. I want to see people who are on contract. I don't care. I was on contract. Look where it got me. We don't believe in contracts around these parts. NWA on contract. That will be a good name for the pay-per-view, right? And now NWA presents Uncontracted. Brought to you by RC Cola. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, color. I old school set. Look, fuck it. I got to go old school soda. The original their, Sleepy Coke. Oh, come on now. Their color palette always reminds me of 80s game shows. You know, you feel like somebody's going It's like, what the fuck is going on with it? Why does it look like that? Some woman to come around the corner with a long ass bike and a beehive haircut. Like, I don't know. It's just the vibe of it is hard. And the presentation is a good part of wrestling it's not everything but it certainly is something you know so moving on with people that have moved on in a sense we got samoa joe who despite us having the post show last night believe it or not i do not think we spoke about this no i actually droopy told i didn't even hear about this news until early, until earlier today i heard about it we were talking about it in gilded as it happened but uh, I don't know. I just forgot to bring it up on the air. But yeah, when Regal did that whole speech where he was like, oh, this is overwhelming and I must go. It was already already on the dirt sheet for a couple of days. We heard that Samoa Joe got hired back to NXT and he was going to have some sort of a role there, but had not been medically clear to wrestle, which led a lot of us, including in my own chat room, to, to conclude that he's going to be the next GM. And it is true. They have rehired Samoa Joe. 
And uh, they said, according to Meltzer, he said on the Wrestling Observer Radio that it's going to be in a Regal-like role. And then all of a sudden, Regal's stepping down. So maybe the Regal-like role is Regal's role. Oh, that's that's good logic, Mouser. <laughs> you know, I can't argue with the guy there. Man, look at you. Look at that. That's journalism. Right there. <laughs> that's that high level shit. That's why we fucking like you, Mouser. That's that bitch. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Regal's always been my comfort GM, though, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm used to that GM. Having, like, Samoa Joe as a general manager, like. I could see it working because he's so well-spoken. He's a very yeah. strong authority figure. It would and take a little getting used to, but it's possible, definitely. Just different. But yeah, he's uh, definitely a good choice, but I would like Regal to still be there in some capacity, you know? Because I know I've been hearing today that Triple H wasn't happy about them just throwing him out the door when they released him, so he wanted to bring him back. I heard he wanted to bring him back with absolute urgency. Yeah, like it was like, Get on this shit now. So that says a lot right there. Well, so I guess we're going to find logic out. Logic that Raw lacks and he clearly has. Yeah, I guess we're going to find out on Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Also, Josiah Williams. I'm saying his name, right? The guy who did the. Yeah, Cameron Josiah Bradley's, Williams. Josiah Williams. He's actually moved on to doing what some are calling a music video resume that he I've sent out to this. the world. And he's asked everyone to retweet it to get his name out there how exactly does a music video resume work i guess we're gonna see because i have not seen it yes sir they will yeah Fresh out of employment, but I'm always prepared. Working on the next job, I can't see it, but I know that it's there. Wrestling Bell is coming back again, but why the people looking at the applicants? I figured this is something to share. What I did in spare time, I turned into a career. Ignited the crowd every time that I had to appear. When your job is kind of stationed with half of the generation, then you work for Triple H to say, I'm glad that you're here. I was flipping the content for IG and Twitter. With my turnaround on YouTube getting quicker, I had to make sure the boy had no excuse. So we can talk about the weekly show I filmed, cut, directed, and produced while I'm breaking news, wearing everybody's shoes. But the bow tie and the chuck still fresh. I've been fighting for my goals. It's embedded in my soul. I'm like Giannis in control, and I ain't breaking a sweat. Boy, it's in God's hands now. Because I know with these resumes that I hand out, that I stand out. I've been thinking about my future, how it might pan out. So for those who are open to conversation, y'all, I'm ready to talk. Straight up. I've been committed to growth on all levels, show you how I'm improving. Watch as I do it, making music, inspire the movement. Buy it or view it, I'll show you all the guys who approved it. The higher I'm moving, they start to see the fire and fuel it. So what's in your budget? I've been ready to take your company and scoop it up like Bronson Reed and possibly do something that you haven't done or not have seen. As much you can get out of me to change the social media landscape and economy. Fact is, I do this at an elite level. You want to compete, then you gon' need several rappers to pick up the pieces. Fact is, I'm better than decent. I've been attacking my weakness. I'm coming back to get even. I'm sitting back and I'm reading all the requirements. Glory to God, your sight feeling alive again. Personal message to whoever gonna invite me in. You'll see my best. And they see it's gone. Now it's time to see what's next. And I've been looking out, looking around. Where they at? Sending out these resumes. Who gonna hit me back? I need full time and benefits. Let me see the bag. Anyone who's open and chat, tell them I'm ready whenever. 
Wow. Good God. Dude they should is be in a, fucking talented. They should be in a rush to get him back. What fools. Right. And he mentioned his YouTube channel. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, look look up his YouTube shit. Like, I've seen that guy remix everybody from Marty Scroll, Finn Balor, uh, G.O.D.'s original music, Jay White, The Shield. Like, that dude, the fact that they let him go is fucking amazing. Like, what? That's an absolute tragedy. <laughs> like, holy shit to whoever scoops him up. Yeah. We already tweeted his stuff out and put it on all of our social media, so there it is. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was cool. Was amazing. Yeah, I enjoyed that immensely. Some they lost so much music talent now. Oh yeah. They lost almost everyone. All right, well, in other news, they hired back Sean Davari as a backstage producer. I guess now that we're ready to hit the road again and we're gonna need um more producers back so the ones that were furloughed are going to start coming back and there's apparently a demand to bring back more of these backstage producers so uh with the house show starting up and everything certain things they're going to need also uh molly holly has been brought in as a trial basis backstage producer so she's already in her gorilla doing her thing there I guess they are trying to refill some of these positions, maybe different contracts. I'm not sure all of the details yet. Uh, but she did uh, on her website. She put on her website, Nora World. She apparently posted that she's a producer, quote unquote, trial period. They're giving her some time to acclimate and get used to the job. So there's another person doing the job there, doing a different yeah, kind of job, not doing me. the job. Yeah, good for her. Very cool. That's a good choice. Oh, yeah. In some updates to news from last week, Logan Paul spoke up a little bit after the Floyd Mayweather fight, and uh, he had this to say. Morning after the fight, not too shabby for fighting the best. Uh, yo, I'm seeing this narrative going around that there's one part in the fight where, where Floyd punched me and I kind of like leaned on him a little bit and it, it looks like I kind of went limp. Uh, and people are trying to spin it and say that he knocked me out and caught me and kept me up to keep the fight going uh, to the to the eighth round. Shut the fuck up. Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, stop trying to discredit what happened last night. Make no mistake, he got a lot of good punches in. There's a couple photos. I, I got fucked up a couple shots. I didn't know my face could, like, make that shape, but never rocked, never blacked out, never obviously got knocked out. Um, he didn't hold me up. He, he tried to take me out, and he couldn't. It was great. I didn't know my face could make that shape. <laughs> Didn't know my face could make that shape. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Didn't know my face could make that shape. The Logan Paul story. Well, he, I mean, we're no experts here. It. I heard a collision when I talked about it last week, right at that point. And then his body went, like, in the opposite direction of upright, you know? His arms were hanging down. I mean, maybe he was still conscious. You know what I Without... <laughs> I mean, either way, he got his ass kicked. I mean, if that's what he's going to hang on to from this entire thing, that like that moment where I was slumped over and leaning over his body and I was and like was clearly holding me up. diagonally, I was still conscious and I was able to stand there and get punched repeatedly. Then sure, you know, I'll be big enough to say that there is a possibility as people that are not expert analysts 
that we might have made a mistake. He will not be big enough to say as a not professional boxer that he made a fucking mistake and got his face beat in for eight rounds, knockout or not. Some might say that a knockout early is more dignified than a professional boxer walking you around while he just punches your face until it's shaped differently. (laughs) CM Punk looked way better in his first early stoppage than he did in the one that went on long. That one just exposed him. To me, what Mayweather was doing was exposing his ass one way or the other. Because the longer you're out there, the more that your sloppy boxing is exposed. The more your shitty footwork is exposed. You know, the more your stamina is exposed while you're out there breathing out of your mouth gassed for eight fucking rounds. A quick knockout would have saved you the mercy of that. So coming on to social media and then bragging that he wasn't knocked out. He just looked knocked out and his face was shaped differently. To me, isn't really that good of a boast. (laughs) Maybe that's just my perspective. Now, as a veteran host of numerous second servings, on this wonderful show, on this wonderful show, to say he didn't get knocked out is saying Andy Wang had a successful run on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, for boy. those who don't know, it's the guy who got kicked off of BJ's Pan's team and, and cried with that real good Andy Wang cry there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've watched enough people get knocked out to know Logan. Yes, got knocked out. All right. No, I don't know. I don't know if I've watched enough people. I know he got his ass kicked. I've seen enough people get their ass kicked to know what that looks like. That motherfucker was limp and Floyd was holding him up. He knows he got knocked the fuck out. Like, I don't know. No, I'll give him. I'll, I'll say if he says, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But either way, the the, the undeniable way he got destroyed see, is still I there. Give him, I give him the benefit of the doubt if he was a combat sports athlete, not just a fucking YouTuber. The only other person I mean, I, was a I'm, basketball guy. I never try to be a pretentious know-it-all with any kind of stuff, and I. but I do say my knowledge when it comes to things that happen in wrestling should probably be very vast. You know what I mean? should have like a large, uh, expanded knowledge of wrestling, but I don't feel that way, that confidence in MMA or boxing. I've seen enough of it visually to be able to say so, but... Again, there's no reason for me to care. The point I'm making is that whether I believe that I'm not committed enough to whether or not he got knocked out there to to not let him have that. He's more committed to it than I am. Because, like, sure, either way, you got your ass kicked. You know, let him have it. If he says he didn't get knocked out, what does that do? Sure, you didn't get knocked out. You're able to walk around and get your face beat in for a while. Put to sleep, woke back up, and then walked for another, what was it, four rounds? I bet if that shit was, I bet if that shit was for the life of his children, he would have punched you dead like Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. oh you really look at it's it like, if that it, was for his so children's lives you know he wouldn't have been like that it's so bad because like i can't even bring myself to give him that kind of credit just because this shows and i've had discussions with this with this for people in the past this shows how far boxing has fallen because cool because we, we go back to cooler he'd mentioned that i believe it's this coming week that anderson Silva is going to have his first boxing match you know nobody's been talking about that Everybody's been too busy talking about the YouTuber fucking the greatest UFC middleweight of all time coming into his first boxing fight. Nobody's giving a shit because fucking Logan Paul's fighting the Terry Funk of boxing. Like what? And the pay per view only did around one million buys. Right. You know how so minuscule the... that is for a boxing for the boxing world. Mm-hmm. Mayweather versus Pacquiao did four point five million. They did four and a half million buys for Mayweather Pacquiao. This that they had high hopes for did a million. 
Yeah, next time somebody comes on here talking about some boxing's not dead, no, this shit is dead and buried. Celebrity boxing is dying. And and aside from what's planned, we may not see much more of it. So be happy about that, you know? Yeah. I guess it's a universal karma for that whole suicide force thing. Yeah. Yeah, You thought we forgot, Paul? No, we didn't. So in another update to a corrected story, let's have a look here. Wrestling Inc. reported last week that Andrade was given creative control within AEW. Since then, they have gone on to correct their story and then say that uh, AEW talent doesn't have any control written into their contracts. Tony Khan is the final decision maker. And then Andrade's deal does not have any creative control. So that was that's debunked now. I always like to come back to these stories. Rest, I was wrestling Inc.'s dirt sheet that fucked that up. So I always like to come back and debunk whenever somebody throws the wrong shit around. Some some shows will just move on after they get the hit. Like, all right, well, I got around and click it. No, thank you. All right, moving on. Leo Rush has retired. Yeah, you... called it a net, called it a career. Leo Rush is done. I'm going to, do you know all the information on this story? All I've heard was that um, I believe. Uh, so don't know if you if you heard it, don't spoil it because I want to take this okay. in a specific order, just because I find it very fascinating. So uh, let's start with Leo Rush. As you guys know, he showed up in AEW. Uh, he talked about he had a nice, comfy handshake agreement with Tony Khan. Uh, since then, he uh, he basically tweeted out saying that uh, he had to rethink his future and that he decided to retire, and then. He tweeted out saying, before I head into my procedure today, I wanted to share something. I'm confident what I accomplished in my wrestling career. I'm happy that I made the decision I made. This wasn't an easy one, but the right one. I started wrestling, my wrestling journey. Uh, I started my wrestling journey at 17 years old, and I sacrificed everything that I had to put me in a position that I'm currently in today. To me, this is my second chance to be the father I've always wanted to be and the husband I've always wanted to be. I've been through a lot in life, a lot unseen and unheard. I have a story, a unique story that I hope to tell one day at the right place, at the right time, and in the right setting. I love you guys, and I'll miss you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done for me and my family. Hashtag wrestling. Did you hear about the Greg Hamilton response to this? Oh, yeah. Because Greg Hamilton is in the category of people who got tired of the back and forth with Leo Rush uh, in regards to on again, off again. So Greg Hamilton took tweeted wow unreal if we all didn't have our own lives and families to take care of i just might pretend to give up cursing emoji on behalf of the wrestling family and community who work for a living on to the gym eye rolling emoji afterwards it was then revealed that leo rush's arm injury that he got at double or nothing is so bad that he can't even pick up his newborn kid so then we get Greg Hamilton tweet number two. I can admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong. We don't have to see eye to eye backstage. But Lionel Green, Leo Rush is an incredible father as well as a talent. I have all the respect in the world for that. No one made me type this. Just owning my mistakes. He'll be missed. Yeah, that first tweet was a really, really bad formed misfire, huh? That's the reason right. why whenever somebody says anything about a procedure or an injury or any reason why they leave the business, I keep my fucking mouth shut. Greg Hamilton. And as someone who was in the, re- the wrestling business and is in it somewhere, I'm assuming, he should have known better. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be really careful when someone's leaving like that. You know, like, sure, 
Especially if they haven't said why. Yeah. Like, we were careful with, with Kylie Ray up until she was full of shit. Like, once we confirmed she was full of shit, then we were on top of it, you know. But with Leo Rush, it, it seemed like there was a red flag there. And I think he should have given it a few days. Like, with the with the Kylie thing, we waited, what, like a year? It's been since the beginning of AEW yeah, she's been back and forth. She ain't dead. That's crazy. Harley Quinn's crazy. Harley Quinn's been around for years. <laughs> what can I say? Fuck. I gotta have sympathy each time. But with this situation, he should have waited a little bit. The guy just announced it. The rest of that shit came out. And, uh... That puts him in a weird spot. And then also, Greg Hamilton, right? What does he do again? He's the, he's the, um, the ring announcer for SmackDown, I think. What the fuck is that last thing about where he's like, on to the gym? Like, on behalf of the wrestling right. family community who work for Leo, on to the gym? Like, you, you announce. It's not as hard as what Leo Rush does. What are you going to do? Get a sore throat? You need some lozenges before you hit the gym? Not to diminish what he's doing. Motherfuckers don't even see you. They just hear not, you. Not to diminish the value of what he's doing, but just like, the, I think the recklessness in his initial thing, which he owned it. I'll give him credit for that. He owned it. So I'm not going to sit here and roast him all night. He owned that shit. But I just think it was such an early misfire and it's totally unnecessary. Call somebody out on your own platform. Is there a Greg Hamilton show? Nope. Like, don't just do it on, on like that where you call the person out. That way, at least the people who care to hear what you have to say will hear it. You don't just toxify the public platform that way has always been my philosophy i don't care what your opinion is you could hate whatever race gender have whatever opinion politically or on people you want the only thing i say is at least have invest the energy to have a platform to have your opinion don't just rabble on freaking social media like that whoops shame on you greg they're gonna have to we're gonna have to put him gonna have to put him in that thing what was that thing that he that they used to keep michael colin the coal was it the coal mine was that the name of that that big plexiglass thing that he used to have to barricade mm-hmm. himself in when the fucking triple h and undertaker destroyed at wrestlemania that one year and like they grabbed him through and started smashing it yeah, like he's gonna like, need a greg hamilton one now like, we'll, call, we'll call it the ham sleeve or some kind of shit i don't know oh man the hamburger Box of ham. oh, like i said the hamburger that'll work but yeah, it's just like I almost can't even give him. I, if it wasn't for the fact that it was just such a snap tweet, I'd be able to give him more credit for apologizing. But it's like that apology just sounds like a oh shit, I must have pissed a lot of people off. Let me apologize. Like, not that hey, that was a that was a pretty dickish comment. Let me apologize. Like, that was so out of left field. Like, it's not even like it's a guy who works in the ring. Like. Like, no disrespect to any ring announcers, but it's like, dude, half the time we don't even see you. The most TV time I think you got was doing the fucking Shane McMahon thing. Like, back the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit mean. There was no rhyme or reason for that shit. Okay, you're not a fan of Leo Rush. Big fucking whoop. A lot more people are. And I don't want to, because of this, and what bothers me the most about this is that it made the focus, instead of it being Leo Rush's detrimental injury... It became what Greg Hamilton said. And I don't yeah. like that. So I want to take the focus off of Greg here, who has more attention publicly than he's probably had his whole time in WWE, and put on Leo, because that does suck. Yeah, and, that uh, really does. The timing couldn't be worse. And I wish I could see where a double or nothing he sustained the injury. If anybody knows, figure it out. Uh, we'll see if we can find it on the clip or something. I'll go back and look. But that is major. 
And uh, we'll find more details before we become judges, juries, and executioners here. Good Lord. Right, Greg? Do we know any Gregs that aren't assholes? No. Oh, it, was, oh, it could have been worse. It could have been birds chirping on the background when he tweeted. I'm just I'm saying it's think. not going to be like 2027, 20, and he's still sitting there like, fuck Leo Rush. You know, some people can't let it go. And I mean, at least this Greg matters and is slightly successful. Which one? The one we actually know what he's doing right now. Which one? <laughs> the one without the birds. This could go on forever. <laughs> we really we're gonna drop the bit now. <laughs> All I'm saying, Greg, let it go. Mic drop, Greg. It's been years. Let it go. If you listen closely, you can still hear him. Fuck Doc Brunch. That but, was so unplanned. That was wonderful. When it comes to uh, SummerSlam, there's one person that we're apparently not quite ready to let go yet. Right back. No, I'm kidding. And his name is John Cena. I knew there was no chance there was going to be UI back, so I was like, let me just work it in there. That would have been great. <laughs> right. Of all the people. What will you be doing August 21st, just out of curiosity? Uh, you know, hopefully in, enjoying the summer. I don't know. In Vegas, uh, perhaps? What's, what's, uh, what's in Vegas? I heard there's something called SummerSlam. Oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good way to do that. That was a good way to do that. And he never answers. We're hearing, we're hearing that his schedule has been freeing up right around that time. And they really want to do him versus Roman. Yeah, because a lot of people were thinking that was going to be for uh, the next Mania. But they want to pull the trigger on that SummerSlam. What do you think? Which, Good. honestly, I'd want to see it. And specifically because of that one promo when they first feuded a couple of years back. And Roman had clearly forgotten his lines. And Cena started fucking with him. He goes, this is a promo. This is how you do this. You want to be on top. You got to learn how to do this. That's his only hope. That's SummerSlam's only hope. This match is money right here. Yeah. Summerfest. I remember that. That was the guy who looked like a, like a skinny Jericho that said that, right? Mm-hmm. What was that guy's name? The one that looked a little skinny Jericho? He looked like Jericho when he used to just wear like trunks. Damn. I can't. He called it Summerfest? I'm trying to remember who. Wow. It was some musician or something. I don't know, man. I have so many people up there. Most of the time I stick to my rock and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> right. I don't pay attention to Summerfest people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like a sh- sounds like a shitty concert we have downtown Atlanta. What, Summerfest? After, after, after Music Midtown, it's Summerfest. Okay, I want to share that with you on social media, right, for anybody who wants to see it. There you go. Got the tweet. Anyway. I think that that match will be the only thing that can really make SummerSlam feel like SummerSlam. And we're hearing rumors that SummerSlam's being given the, the WrestleMania treatment this year since it's a big thing since the world's coming back to life and stuff. You know what the world... Yeah, it's what it is. You know what the world has coming back to life has taught me? One of the valuable lessons, and I only realized it right now as I speak to you. I love the lessons I learn as I sit here and speak to you more than the ones I have to plan. But, uh... It made me realize, for anyone that's ever played a long game, an RPG or an adventure game, that most of the time the credits end right when they should. You know? Because you always think, I want to know what the piece was like. It's fucking boring, right? All the time. Boring. Like, really, when you look at it, after Link puts the Master Sword back into the stone or whatever, it usually ends. Credits roll. 
You don't really get to see too much of what happens next. You know, you don't get to see when they bring back transportation and all the toilet paper comes back in Hyrule. <laughs> it's because it's boring. This man said all the toilet paper goes back in Hyrule. You never hear about all the toilet the paper. You don't think people in Hyrule, the people of Hyrule take shits? Right. I mean, if they can code those in, cool. But just... That was Ganon's first attack, was grabbing all the toilet paper. That was awful anyway. <laughs> but now that the world's back to normal, this is the reason why we're getting the SummerSlam treatment. And uh, there's a chance for big matches like John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Two people who pre-pandemic were both booed most of the time. And most of the people in my demographic would have never wanted to see. And having that match would have literally meant a disaster for the pay-per-view. Are now the only hope of SummerSlam having a draw. Yes. That's the, this is the only genre in the world where there could be such a turnaround. That's the reason I stick around for it. Think about how fascinating that is. There was a time when if I would have told you guys that John Cena versus Roman Reigns was going to be main eventing one of the big four and you lived at a tall enough building, you would have thrown yourself off of it. Not you specifically, Dustin. I'm saying people in general. I love how you think. <laughs> buildings near you, on. I'm sure. Buildings near you, I'm sure, aren't that tall. I've watched Walking Dead. It would just fuck you up more. Then you'd have like a broken arm, plus have to watch John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Motherfucker, you ain't been downtown. You seen the big ass buildings we got? Shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump off a Mercedes Benz Superdome. Fuck you. <laughs> but now here we are. And it's, I had a feeling too. And no one likes to acknowledge it, but there were people like that, man. If you grew up reading the dirt sheets or interacting with wrestling fans during like the 80s or 90s, I don't recall there ever being a time when like the top guys, those kind of things weren't said about them. I think in memory, a lot of it's overshadowed now. But I remember during the era of Stone Cold Steve Austin, a lot of people having the opinion that he was being overused and that he was being oversaturated. A lot of people who were wrestling purists at the time who did want to see wrestling and like Jerry Lynn's and the Malenko's and did like world class and nitro and shit and were in it for like the sport of the wrestling and didn't give a fuck about beer baths and all this other shit going on. I remember hearing the same things then that super Steve Austin and put him over to mod, pushing him that shove him down after I said about rock too. But now people just remember that they were the greatest of all time. And that's sort of what's happening with John Cena and Roman Reigns now. It's like the majority of people don't even think about those years, even though they were years and years, years and years. Sometimes, what, like six or seven years of them just shitting on these guys? Oh, Let's go Cena, Cena sucks with the chance and the booze. It got so much to the point, I'll never forget, it was years later when freaking Cena hugged the Cena sucks guy. And when you really think about it, that's the reason why Vincent don't really listen to that, because that happened a lot, man. It happened in the Hogan era, too. You guys don't think that during the Hogan era, especially during the Hogan era, that there were people that were pissed off, that felt that they should have got a push. No, nobody was champion during that era. Who else was champion? Warrior for a little while, but then he fucked that up. Because of Hogan, most of the people that you grew up loving never. You complain now when someone's champion once or twice. You spoiled brats. Back then, name who the fuck was champion in the Hogan era. The time that whenever Hogan dropped the, the title, we have a documentary for it. That's how fucking rare it is. Piper was never champion over there. Or boss man, or or, or 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 like anyone. Think of it. No one over there except for like who was it? Warrior and and, and Macho. Warrior, Yokozuna, and even when they were champions, they weren't champions very long. I'm talking about Hogan specifically going over. If anything, Hogan came and and, and won it from Yoko. Yeah, yeah, Hogan won it from Yoko. Yeah, I think I think yeah, Warrior was like the one who like beat him. 
But when you think of all of the legends, like stereotypical 80s wrestlers, most of those guys, DiBiase, they were all mid-carders. None of them ever even got so much as that push. You all hear them say that they were going to get it, but none of them ever really did. And there were complaints back then, too, with fans. They wanted to see their other favorites. It's just that now the Internet's more prominent and your voices are more heard. So it feels stronger than it was. But no, the top guy always gets that kind of hatred. And it's not just in WWE. In every company, it's always known that if the top guy is the top guy long enough, the fans turn. That's the way it is. I told this story on here before because it's one of my favorites, but it happened. Ring of Honor is best known for that. You give somebody that shit too much in Ring of Honor, they turn on you. They did it with Davey Richards at one point. They just got tired of it. They did it with Charlie House and Shelton Benjamin. The whole reason why the Briscoes became baby faces in like the past decade when Haas and Benjamin were the the faces because they literally came out in New York in the Hammerstein Ballroom and everyone booed them. There was no reason. The storyline, go back and look at the, the video vignette that they played going into that. And then look at their reactions when they came through the curtain. Everybody boom, they looked at it like, what the fuck? That's the last time I've ever seen Haas and Benjamin as baby faces, ever. You know? And that's sort of what happens. That's the curse of when you stay on top too long and you don't turn. So anyway. Unfortunate curse of the business. It really is. So Alberto Del Rio is going to be having a special event. What is this thing called? Trying to see here. That is a name I did not think I was going to hear again. <laughs> September 31st at the Hecho in Mexico. It's called the Hecho in Mexico Takeover. That is like, and it's spelled just like WWE's Takeover with like the T and the O capital. The, 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 the Hecho in Mexico Takeover. I kind of feel like the title in itself is a ripoff of takeover am i am i being pretentious just like saying that like are there going to be people who are like wwe doesn't own the word takeover you know they will what do you think do you think he did that because of them having takeover nxt and that that's like a buzzword in wrestling the same uh, way they used wrestlemania backlash to, to add buzz to backlash they put wrestlemania in the front of it but they, they could do that because wrestlemania is their own they did it with their own content but it's like it's almost like but, uh, if he would have done wrestlemania he may as well have done wrestlemania hecho in mexico hecho in mexico mania <laughs> So I don't think so, only because honestly, when it comes to a lot, when it comes to special events, the word takeover can add like a level of excitement to it. Like you're you're signifying it's supposed to be a you're you're signifying it's going to be some kind of a big event, and just I feel like that would be too easy. Like if you put mania at the end of something, that'd be different, maybe. But I don't know about takeover. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. We would need some more evidence. Yeah, if it yeah, like I said, if it was a more like direct thing, I could see it. But just the word takeover in itself is a little too general of an excitement word for for me to think that. So anyone that's interested in checking out this event, if you happen to be in Mexico, but those are words you never thought that you would hear me say, right? <laughs> right. Write it down if you happen to be in Mexico. <laughs> if you happen to be in Mexico, there is the graphic up there on the screen. So there you go. Also, if you happen to be in America, there is the graphic up on the screen next to the SummerSlam graphic. Now that. Now, I don't know if the word takeover. I don't know if the word takeover. By the way, by the way, I am. I'm the one who who photoshopped those together. But yeah, I don't know if the word takeover is a coincidence. But if you look really carefully at the Rio's poster, right, you might have to squint (laughs) to see it. But uh, it has a similarity to, to the SummerSlam poster. And it says Takeover on it. This reminds me of like those knockoff councils that you see. 
<laughs> soldier console. It's like a soldier boy takeover. <laughs> that is the most terrifying phrase I've ever heard you say. So who's in this picture? This imitation picture here. Uh, let's see. Instead of Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, Brock. Roman Reigns, Kofi, and Rollins, who's in here? And on the the Mexa Slam, so no, <laughs> on the on the real side, we got Del Rio, Sin Cara, Andrade, Carlito, and Blue Demon Jr. Mm-hmm. Big name right there. I see you, Del Rio. I see you. <laughs> How hilarious is that, though? Right, like see, see, Del Rio, you fucked up at that moment. It just, <laughs> you could tell. Because it's literally, even the color goes in the same order where you see the, the wrestlers in the back. They still did a really good job at stealing it, right? It looks good, though. That's, yeah, that's what's funny about it. It still looks good. Like, they did a really good job. He stole the shit out of that. He's a criminal in every sense of the word, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. They didn't really delve too deep into this dude's character. They should have just had him committing all crimes. He should have been like Kingpin. You know, he should have had that Wilson Fish shit going. Or he's just doing everything. All money the laundering. He actually stole them. Money laundering, funeral homes, everything. Counterfeit cash, cocaine. Embezzlement, everything. Just everything. Kidnapping, fuck it. He is the bad guy. The real bad guy. That motherfucker jaywalked to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Come out to the curtain. Fuck you, red light. He jaywalks to the ring. You put, a, you put a traffic light on one corner of the ring, and you put the fucking cross on the other, and that motherfucker just says, don't fuck you. You get a different crossing guard every week, and he kicks him off the stage. Move out of the way, I say. He's trying to cross the street in Mexico and shit. You troublemaker. Piece of shit. Yeah, don't say that shit. I don't want him coming over here. He seems like he would. Anyway, so uh, the reason being cited for, which we spoke about it, we jokingly said that they're going to now have the the uh, the Mei Ying classic last night because now Mei Ying is part of uh, is part of Jiangsha. It's such a great storyline. So now Mei Ying is is uh, the girl who's in the chair in the Jiangsha stable, and since she's fighting Mercedes Martinez, who beat Jai Li. In last time's Mae Young Classic, we figured that the sequel to this whole thing would be the Mae Ying Classic. But unfortunately, we're hearing that literally they was really hard for them to push that uh, that pay-per-view. Like Melsa was saying that it didn't flop selling tickets, but it was tougher than most. The number of people who watched after they promoted it really hard was still lower than most. It was not the worst that year, but it was on the low end. And then the mentality is why add that pay-per-view when it wasn't a big hit, but one of the B shows. And they pushed it harder than all of the rest. They did so much promotion for the thing. And it was still at a really low level. It didn't do well. So that's what they're looking at. And that's the reason why they haven't done it. None of you wanted to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. We used to. We endured the May Young Classic last last time. The problem with that with that tournament. It doesn't get good until like the last. Like the, like the semifinal to the finals at best. Because by that time you've weeded all out. You've weeded out the weak ones. If you guys remember, I had so little interest in it that Destin and I weren't even interested in hosting. Like, we had somebody else do it, and they didn't even have the basic intelligence to carry you guys through the fucking pay-per-view. If it wasn't for that, I would have no involvement in it. All I'm saying, that was the record longest paper, longest post show with Talk Brunch history. <laughs> I was there for the whole fucking thing. I might have scrubbed that one. I don't even know if it's out there anymore. Who knows? 
thing. Trust me. I, I hope I so. Looked. It's fucking not. It isn't? It, yeah, it's gone. Good, because I did gone, so much stuff it, I don't even remember what I did. It's gone along with the host. It's gone. I'm sure I have a lot of the old stuff somewhere, but really, I think the stuff that I, and it's by choice because we own, we own the servers, but I think the stuff that I keep is just the stuff with us. <laughs> Honestly, I think I stopped that episode one of our, of our format as the default episode one. I uncanonized the rest. See, you can say no snap in my universe. Okay, I mean, I know maybe sometime this past week I went back and listened to, I think it was the last Halloween special that we did. Oh, that's still up there? Yeah, um, not last one, but the last time we did actually actual like stories. Gotcha. Fair enough. I keep somebody else stuff. Yeah, we gotta do that one again this year. Yeah, even though it's only gonna be two of us, but I mean, hey, it may not necessarily be. We'll see. Yeah, we can figure something out. Yeah, but get some scary stories, damn it. I got some shit. All right. <laughs> like we're in summer. Now's not the time for scary stories. Hot as it is, it's a fucking scary story by his damn self down here. You walk outside and take out the trash, and it's like dense heat, that kind of heat that has fucking weight to it. Yeah. <laughs> so the saga between Nick Gage and Matt Cardona continues. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just such why a is, funny phrase to hear. Why isn't Matt Cardona? I thought it, was, it made sense when it was John Moxley, right? Well, because uh, Renee's getting ready to have that baby soon. So we put Matt Cardona? And he ain't doing shit. Keep Nick entertained until then, I guess. He's growing this, as kind of just like a placeholder in this thing until Moxley is good to go again. No disrespect to Matt Cardona, but couldn't you think of a tougher placeholder? Like, Nick Gage is the guy that did the documentary from the sort of like a new Jack S character that Moxley used to fight and go blow to blow with and shit, right? And then, so, so then somebody went, fuck, Renee's going to have a kid. Mox isn't going to be around. Well, who could we get this really crazy fucking guy? How about Zack Ryder? You know I, think I, mean? really, I think they just really want to give fucking gave somebody to kick the dog shit out of because well, what's so sure. funny wasn't it like sometime this past week he talked about wait no it was last week we talked about it. he was like i was in ecw it was like no you were in wwecw so he shows up at uh this guy's podcast right he shows up at matt cardona's podcast i didn't even know it was a place he could show up at but let's just look at the damn clip See what's happening. It's just a pull apart, basically. They were going for chaos. They pulled it off. I expect us to need that only look and drop so soon, but yeah. I don't even have it yet. Get out of me! <laughs> Get out of my way! I gotta put in my list of stuff to cut. 
You were right. You called it. I didn't realize. I didn't realize how much you were right. We need that shit. Right. Many pull parts as we got now. We had one on fucking raw tonight. We need. I was about to say we might even need it again. I sold this business runs on its pull aparts. Right. <laughs> Just stage those everywhere. We'll get only Lorcan so much exposure on this fucking show. Are you kidding me? So Demolitions Axe has had some heart complications after taking the Couve vac. Dang. Let's see what we got here. Apparently Lanny Poffo is really close with him. He's the one who's reported to news saying that he had a bad reaction. He is having heart issues. Lanny Poffo asked friends to pray for X, and that's really all we know. By the way, if any of you are interested in taking it for yourselves, I'm hearing it's available in most places across the... That might not be the best time to encourage, right? Or a bad place for a plug. I'm trying to do my part. <laughs> they could have timed that shit better, right? They could have put it like Just in another part of the show. Come on, Rick Hamilton. Get it together. See, this is the reason why I try to come on a little bit later. I try to organize the program. To make sure certain things don't bump into each other like those two ones did. I had a whole thing here and I had to specifically encourage you guys. In my perfect world, this motherfucker really has on that fucking notepad fucking require fucking encourage COVID vaccine. Right. <laughs> it was supposed to come right before Raw. It's not my fault. It's the program. I had this set and I didn't even get a chance to scroll and look that that would be the next thing right after that. So pretend that they're not stories that went one after the other and don't be a pussy go out there and uh get get uh let them try that shit on you <laughs> uh, we all know how it works out <laughs> no but in all seriousness uh yeah i really hope he does good uh, who knows with the side effect we don't know what if they if they're spawning from uh from that exactly like we're hearing it from lanny poffo you know what i mean he's not a fucking doctor just to play devil's advocate here, he's like, oh, I know he said he took it a couple of weeks ago. We know if it's a thing like that. I know he said he took a couple of weeks ago. Suddenly he has a heart problem. You know, let's not give everything the it's raining so my knee is hurting diagnosis. You know what I mean? This is like right. a very complicated shit here to just be like, well, because of A, B happened. So no seriousness. All I'm saying is I know plenty of people who have gotten it. And the worst is after the second dose, they just feel like shit. But that's the I, worst I've seen, at least in my personal experience. But I mean, hey, I'm not a doctor, so. <laughs> yeah i'm not a doctor and i'm not a paul you know the two things in the world you should trust the most you know no <laughs> you know a doctor's credibility and a paul whether a jake I or a logan more than a paul. you know <laughs> you know you got to trust the deities of the world right he knows what he's talking about constantly don't you ever in your fucking life i kill you dead i swear to god so Kaylee Ray lost the NXT UK women's title to Miko Satomura, and everyone is bragging about this being a 649-day reign, even though the reign was during the pandemic. That kind of annoys me. Like the the division was pretty much out of commission for a while. It wasn't like there was a match. It wasn't defending the damn thing. You know, it's more it's more like it was a transitional champion that had it for 649 days. If you ask well, me. Well, no. So the only thing about that is though is that she had it for a significant amount of time before the pandemic. That pandemic did take a little the time NXT UK was gone. It was a chunk of that rain, but she'd had it for a while before uh, the coup struck. Well, they should acknowledge that because the 600 days thing just makes it seem like it's fattening the record a lot, you know, yeah. at least in my opinion. I mean, just from watching her run as well with uh, Walter, who I believe today actually hit the 800-day uh, mark. 
even like before the pandemic and when they came back after, I think she'd beaten just about every girl on the roster. Yeah. In fact, in fact I believe that was a lot of the purpose for bringing, uh, bringing Miko in. Which is funny, ironically, this is actually a rematch. Kaylee already beat her once before. So that's her celebrating there. That was a big deal that she pulled off of. Yo, do you know how long Miko Satomura has been around, my dude? She has been around since the she That's exactly how long she's been around. She's been around since Nitro. Yeah. Still got oh. some fight left in her body. Apparently more than the young girls on the roster. Because that's who they're pushing. Well, I mean, they were going to have to get that thing off of Kaylee at some point. And, I mean, I can definitely perfectly imagine somebody with a nickname the final boss yeah, i mean hey miko's a badass though so props yeah, to yeah. her definite props yeah Ayo. i kind of wonder what's next for kaylee as well though because i mean she could go to nxt she could go to smackdown i mean and if she goes to either of those two places that's a huge threat both of those women's divisions have ahead of them yeah. and yes i know i cut raw out of it because after tonight no so aop Heard you and I yesterday, apparently, because they felt the urge to just tweet out, ain't done yet, bitches. I guess to confirm their existence still in the world. (laughs) Are they still employed by WWE? No, they got fired. They did get released. I don't even remember. I heard they retired yesterday. Yeah, but then right after that story leaked, that's when they put ain't done yet, bitches. That's what led them to do that. Oh, Oh, yeah. So the jerseys were doing their jersey thing, huh? Did it, do you think it's possible it started because I thought that one guy was him? And then, then I was corrected. I was corrected and it was like, no, he retired. And they were like, what? Because <laughs> it's so weird that we just happened to talk about how I thought that one guy in NXT was him. And then you guys were like, no, no, he retired. And the next thing we hear is, no, he retired. He ain't done, bitches. We are, we are coming for those commentator roles. Commentators, we coming for you. Yeah, right. That's our next goal. I don't know where the hell they're going with those guys. It is being reported, though, by Melser that uh, I would take it with a grain of salt because he's such an AEW mark. But he was saying that there's a lot of events under 2000 tickets sold at a lot of the WWE shows. And then when it comes to head to head with AEW, they're both running the Dallas market and WWE's ahead of them on that one. But they're also in the American Airlines Center and AEW is in a building in Garland. So it's really not fair to compare. He said Jacksonville is AEW's home market. So WWE's not sold many tickets for a Jacksonville show. And AEW doesn't sell a lot of tickets anymore either for television tapings. Miami, AEW's ahead of Charlotte. Uh, uh, AEW's ahead of them. Charlotte's a big surprise because in those Carolina markets, WWE is way ahead of the traditional wrestling markets, but AEW is ahead. So apparently AEW is ahead in ticket sales and a lot of markets over WWE is what Meltzer is saying. But we did hear that uh, apparently they're not going to be trying to sell out the all giant stadium this August 21st at SummerSlam. But uh, they did put 41,000 seats on sale, which I believe is half and uh yeah that's around half for them i believe yeah we'll have to see exactly what was going on here because as of the report that we were seeing there was under two thousand seats sold and i know it must have gone up by then i wouldn't even let that be a retractor you know of the whole thing 
Well, we'll see what's going to happen with SummerSlam. I know you're all super yeah. excited about it, right? No? Yeah. Not even a mini pop, not even a lukewarm, not even the crowd goes mild. You know what it is? After how fucking underwhelming WrestleMania this was, WrestleMania this year was, I'm scared. Because if they, if they, if they can have that just be kind of a show where it's like, eh, it happened, where are they going to do with SummerSlam? Yeah, right. So Brody Lee Jr., Negative one had this match, I guess. This is a Liv Morgan match. Yeah. Um, they have, turn this yeah, down so I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, they had basically a little uh, little training match in the dojo. And look at this kid go. I hey. He's bigger than I thought. He just looks smaller next to the Dark Order guys. Look at that kid's moving. He's a natural, right? Right. Well, good for him. Yeah, he's having fun. He's doing it. Interesting that he could be in the ring with Liv Morgan and she keeps her job, right? Well, they probably have forgotten Liv's there. For the time being, until she to- until she tweets out, still here, bitches, or ain't done yet, bitches, like, <laughs> oh, like Craig. <laughs> oh, we forgot about you. <laughs> Gone. Liv tweeted my first intergender match, and I'm so happy with it with negative one. So that's very nice of her. Yeah, it seems like those two have gotten very, very close, though, because, I mean, we played uh, that clip before of are basically selling for him. And now they have this little one-on-one match. So, you know, he don't found him a buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, in sticking to the gimmick tonight of catch and release, Tammy Sitch, a.k.a. Sonny. According a.k.a. PW... <laughs> According to PW Insider, she's no longer incarcerated. She was released from Manmouth County Correctional Institution. And uh, she was there for 11 months, and now she's somewhere. This reminds me of how it happens in frickin' Gotham, right? Like, oh, shit, they're out? Yeah. Will you guys keep a tab on them? Nope. Why? <laughs> Batman told you to. After a while, you stop caring. <laughs> you know? You just let them out? Well, you know where <laughs> she is when she gets locked up again. Couldn't do anything about it, Mr. Wayne. She served her time. <laughs> So she's out there somewhere, so get ready. Stay tuned to next week when she gets locked up again. I just right back in Arkham. She was making $100,000 a month doing the OnlyFans thing. Didn't that thing fall apart, though, when she said that, um, that shit when uh, the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on? Though? I don't know if it did. I want to say uh, I heard somewhere she lost like 90% of her fan base on there. I don't think we got a, it got a chance to plummet before she got arrested. It seemed like people weren't subscribing, though. Anyway, who knows, right? I'm interested to see her naked. I mean, I'm interested to see what she does next. <laughs> Fruity, and, Fruity and Slip there. No, I'm not interested to see her naked. That was a joke. <laughs> All right, moving on. Vince McMahon. Has I'm so new- mad because as you fucking said that, George goes, I bet they were all Vince. Damn. Wow. This is Ringside News exclusive. Apparently, they were told that... uh the reason why tonight, which we're going to get into in a few minutes, the reason why tonight on Raw there have been makeshift angles is because Vince has been, quote unquote, beating up the writers and producers over suggestions for, quote unquote, cold matches, meaning I guess that Vince has caught attention to the fact that sometimes when he's watching Raw, there's just somebody in the ring fighting somebody else for no fucking reason. And upon realizing this, he did not like that. 
he thinks that there should never be cold matches on a show like Raw and that there should always be a reason why somebody's out there doing something, not just send them through the curtain with the music and then there's a match and that's all. So now there's an unwritten written rule where there can be no more cold matches produced. There need to be stories in all of these matches, no matter what. This is what he wants. You cannot. And you know what? They deserve that shit. I don't feel bad because that's how he is, one extreme or the other. They deserve that because I kept saying, you know, that's why, why is that guy out there? Didn't we see this match again? It's only the two of them. And it's matches that you've seen four or five times. And then the people are just in the ring, not uh, completely unapologetic, not even like cold as someone explaining why. Well, now they don't feel that this is over. So we're going to try it this way. Nope. Just fuck, fuck you. Here's the match again. That's what they were doing. And it was only a matter of time because I know that Vince is distracted. Everybody feels like he runs the whole thing. I know he's distracted. Eventually he was looking and he probably went, why the fuck are they fighting? Oh, they're having a match. A match for what? Well, the match was, you know, like went off. So now they have to come up with something for everything. And he's probably looking because that's what they do. He's probably looking. What's the reason for it? Now he'll ask for every match. You got to give him a reason. <laughs> we're hearing that this is literally the reason why they were saying, just to spoil a little bit before we're going to get it, but this is the reason why they did the thing where Cedric said that if Jeff Hardy loses, he retires. Just because when they put that match out there, they almost forgot the cold rule and somebody created was like, oh shit. Um, yeah, if you lose. <laughs> so it's a storyline. He didn't lose. <laughs> he survived. Jeff Hardy lived to see another. <laughs> Jeff Hardy lived to see another thing. When I heard Jeff go, okay, if you could beat me, I'll retire tonight. And I'm like, wait a minute, with no build? I thought they were going to do it. That's how little faith I have in them. You too? Yeah. Well, I, no, was was the, I was waiting for the lumbar check. They did that specifically so that when Vince says, well, what happened with the, uh, what, what happened with the angle? Oh, Jeff survived his, his, uh, his retirement angle. What retirement angle? <laughs> the one we gave him so we don't get fired. <laughs> so that you wouldn't ask, what's that cold match doing? That was great. I didn't even know what Cedric was talking about. That's how much they pulled it out of their ass. You know, like they wrote, they just made that up. You know, it was like the time to see him punk got angry that Randy Orton punted him. And it was like years later. I was like, dude, you know how many intros the raw fucking logo has been through since he punted you back then? But we just write whatever. Long term booking, right? No more cold matches. Maybe he heard the joke, right? He heard the joke about us talking about the long term booking they did for Jian Sha. How we made a mockery of that. Like, ha ha ha, long term booking they did Jian Sha. That's the whole Mae Young classic, Mae Ying classic angle. They fucking did your facts it. No more cold, no more cold angles like that. We'll show them. We'll show them long-term booking. We'll show you ghetto. I want booking like ghetto. Book in the middle of the match. For anyone that doesn't know New Japan Pro Wrestling, ghetto's the one with the book. I want ghetto's booking. And the running gag is that uh, I can't remember who it was that said that ghetto books two years in advance. No, it's not even a gag. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, that that was that was the whole story. Like, is that ghetto? Like, legitimately, if it's Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, that motherfucker knows what's gonna have it. Wrestle Kingdom sixteen. All Vince does is give him extra work because he keeps taking the guys he's booking two years in advance with. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, right? That wasn't fun to think about, was it? You felt right. bad for ghetto there. I felt it. I felt the energy in the chat. They were like, "Damn, no." All right, well, guess what? It's time to talk the weeklies, right? Weeklies. Which thankfully won't be long because NXT did an overnight of 669,000 viewers, which was only up for about a thousand point twenty in the 18 to 49 demographic. We already covered it on the post show last night. But what we didn't cover 
And we talked about this in the chat room earlier. I think most of us were in the chat room most of the day. I think it's probably almost since noon till now. Was last night we complained a little bit about the fact that during NXT TakeOver, that first half an hour kickoff pre-show, call it what you will, was uh, Sam Roberts and some other people out there. Just some Sam and no, friends. Sam and friends. People who you don't really care about. We were like, why is this the show? So we come to find out today upon checking the WWE's YouTube channel, there was a match called Saray and Zoe Stark against the Robert Stone brand. And it was labeled as an NXT TakeOver In Your House exclusive bonus match. And we're like, so what is this? Anyway, it was a full match, which I watched and I'm going to review right now. I don't know if this was a dark match. I'm assuming this was a dark match. So what was it at seven o'clock? And if that's the case, why didn't they televise it? Why would you do that to them? You have Zoe Stark and Saray out there. And Aaliyah, Robert Stonebrand, the other girl, what's her name? Camille. You have people out there that are promising upstarters. And then you also have Saray out there. You didn't only make it a dark match that I'm not sure if it happened after the main event or before. But you let fucking um, Sam Roberts and his buddies be there for that half an hour with nothing. And then this is only on YouTube, not even advertised where I could find it. I just happened to be on YouTube and then shared it to my chat and to my own community. What in the world are you doing where I accidentally came across a takeover match from last night that wasn't on the car? Am I crazy in feeling this way? Especially because do you remember how they used to handle dark matches for the takeovers? They, they would be the following air. the following Wednesday. Yeah, that, that next NXT used to I used to air the dark matches not this time i don't know what was going on here man i really don't i'll share it to you guys though on social media here this is it for our chat room i'm gonna share it on our twitter too i didn't watch any wrestling all week until today so i literally did a binge leading straight into raw and i actually watched that match at 11 o'clock just before i got on here i wasn't really prepared to sandwich in another match that being said it's solid it's good stuff it couldn't have been because, uh, no, no, because this had to be the same day. When you look at it, you'll see, because we're going to launch it in a minute. But when you look at it, you're going to see that it's, the, it's the, literally it had to be within either that hour or, or something. Let me get up on the screen so we could talk about some of the spots and sequences here, because there was some cool stuff that really happened. Um, all right. Anyway, so finish to this was, was Zoe. She, what's that move she hit? She hit that before. It's almost like a GTS. I think she's done that before, right? I think, yeah, she's hit that move before. Yeah, I really like the way it looks. Really convincing, really solid move here. Uh, I'm going to show you guys it up on the screen. Zoe Stark now. Trying to pick up the pace. Pick up the steam. And drop Aaliyah. Love the way that looks. Cover. Count. It looks like a hybrid of the GTS and Feast Your Eyes. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to call it. Very good stuff. It's now the it's flip far- of the GT. It's the flip of the, of the feast your eyes, but the knee placement of the GTS. Yeah, it looks really good. Now, as far as the match itself goes, it's disappointing that not a lot of people are going to see this because this was definitely something that had like a lot of teamwork, a lot of really good sequences going on here between everybody. You know, you got some people in here, veterans, some that are learning, but they all complemented each other really well. Like this is what TakeOver used to be about, was showcasing new talent, the Japanese talent that you brought over. And somehow this just didn't really get handled that way, which is a shame because like I said, as you can see what we're seeing here, 
it's not like it was a throwaway match. So, again, a little disappointing. I'm glad that the hardcore communities like ours will at least be able to see and experience some of this stuff. But, again, it's just a damn shame that the rest of you won't. So, I don't get how something like that, that work was put into at an event like that, could just be ignored. But this is what they decided that they're going to do. Uh... Saray, once again, I'm sure you've seen these before, but I always like showing them. Why not? I mean, somebody has to see it, right? Uh, that high-angle German that she does. I'm going to show a little bit of her stuff here. Kamea now trying to use her strength again. Saray, though, has a different thought. Nice fisherman suplex. Oh, what a bridge with it, too, Ooh. from Saray. So Not close to the okay. three count. Almost a perfect flex for Saray to get a three count instead. Sheer panic on the face of Robert Stonebrand back. I think he's getting tag. some sweat marks on that. Yeah, right after this tag. It is cheap, isn't it? As Aaliyah back in, and Aaliyah catches a kick under the jaw. Yeah, right here. Brutal. Looking for a German suplex. Another... Like, that is brutal shit right there, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think after that you get some more Robert Stone bullshit that happens, right? Like, he interferes in the match. Women's tag team division is all about. And Gets up on the apron. Back into the ring. She's sent back to the outside. She's not been right since that high kick from... I like the way she sounds here. Listen to how she gets pissed off. She's like, Nanda, you what are you doing? Oh. Yeah, now, now Robert Stone winds up catching a bump for that. And then we get to see one of your favorite spots, Destin. Oh, my God. It looks so brutal, dude. It looks worse. That was one of the worst ones. And they, we didn't get it on the pay-per-view. And then that. Go back. It looked like she dropped her and then her knees slid into her face. Yeah, and then that led to the ending sequence that you guys saw. But yeah, this was this was good, man. You know, like this. I, and to think, I'm only showing like highlights. This is again, this is about a, a ten minute match. So don't ask me how they just take content that they create and just flush it down their own toilet. It's just crazy to me. I would have ra- I would have rather them just replay this match for the whole half hour than hear fucking Sam and friends. But what better time to upload it to YouTube than a Monday during the day, a few hours before, or just in case, like, so someone, you know, might miss it. So you can see some semblance of good wrestling and not be so watered down by that shit bucket you can't even enjoy it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Really good match, though. Not going to let them spoil it. Glad we got to talk about it. Spoiling bastards. And, uh, yeah, there's not really much NXT to talk about because we had the pay-per-view last night. That brings us to... uh. AEW Dynamite number 89. I watched actually earlier today. I don't even remember if it was good. I don't think it was, though. It's not ever good. I'll be honest with you. Let me just at least bring it up on the Tron so that we have some material here to back my claims. Uh, anyway, so uh, it opens with the inner circle showing up. Well, actually, the pinnacle, right? They're showing up for like the first time. Uh, but anyway, the first match is singles match. Christian Cage versus Angelico with Jack Evans accompanying him and Matt Hardy. Finish being Christian locks eyes with Matt Hardy before hitting the kill switch. And afterwards, Jack Evans gets his ass kicked too. Finally, Matt Hardy gets the drop on Christian with the distraction of Angelico and them. But, you know, I just wanted to say that it's great that the older guys are out working the shit out of the actually convincing younger guys in this case. It's not like Angelico and Jack Evans are scrubs, like some of the scrubs they push. They're actually convincing, they're promising and stuff. But no, we're going to have the 50-year-old guys use them as props, basically. Jungle Boy does a run in here. 
I don't even know what the fuck Matt Hardy is doing out there. Now he's managing Angelico and Jack Evans. Like, it's just getting annoying. Like, wasn't he managing the private party guys before? Like, it's oh, no, as if all, this company... Angelico's been with them. Oh, that's right. He did that thing when he paid them or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. What, you know, we, just this is, we just haven't seen them on Dynamite because Angelico and Evans have been on Dark and Elevation for a good bit. It's as if this company wants everyone to be the worst version of themselves. You know? Because that Matt Hardy has no momentum whatsoever. I don't get that at all. Question I wanted to ask you is, when does Christian use the Benoit diving headbutt too? Now that is new. I have not seen him do that before. And then it's almost like he did it and then they couldn't stop talking about it. Like after he did it, commentary then spent more time than the headbutt took explaining how good it is that he did this headbutt. Like they needed to convince me that it's not Benoit's headbutt. By talking about the positive fact that he did it and just how long had but like do you hear how long like go listen to this. All in this one. Christian Cage headed up to the top rope. He gains his footing and a diving headbutt right on the money. It's such a dangerous move for both men. Whoa, and then Helico kicking out. Those, those diving headbutts, man. We've seen them in wrestling for years. Yeah, they can hurt both. Both men. Let's take a look at it once again. Very controversial for both parties. Yeah. Wow. Hey, if that diving headbutt was barred, it wouldn't hurt my feet. Like, we're so far past it. It happened so long ago. You guys are still talking about that? What? The last, the last dark side of the ring. Dynamite kid. Oh, is that what they're doing? That's sort of like it a dynamite be. kid Easter egg. You're right. It could because be. I mean, because I mean, when you mentioned the fact that if it was barred. He wouldn't have a problem with it. I mean, you see what it did to Dynamite. Dynamite said Dynamite told Benoit not to use it. And... It's possible. All right. Well, I just thought it was a little bit awkward there. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather see Matt Hardy doing this and getting bitched out by Randy Orton. So. Yeah, I guess so. And also like funny on Instagram. So. <laughs> there was another cool exchange here that I really like. Christian avoiding this sweep here and then this leading into the grounded in Siguri. I thought was really solid stuff. Watch here. Actually bring it and take that crop off so you can see. Christian Cage turned the corner and sealing the deal here. Will he be able to cinch in that kill switch though? With all the damage done to his arm. And he carry from Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Very solid stuff. Overall it was decent, you know? Yeah. Solid match there. I mean, we, obviously, we could definitely have problems with the booking. I mean, we're wrestling fans and we're actually intelligent. So, I mean, there's going to be issues, but... Mm-hmm. Now, in this next segment, Tony let that Brock hang in the air too long. It felt like an eternity, didn't it? Yeah. Because uh, next up, it's Homelander's special announcement. I mean, Cody of the American fun. Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and his partner will be making his AEW Dynamite debut, Brock Anderson, the son. Whoops. That pause, though. It could have been worse, though. He could have gone, Brock! Anderson. (laughs) Anderson. Oh, Oh, he could have doubled up. (laughs) Holy shit. I mean, hey, good for him getting this this shot, but I mean... I looked up. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't looking at the screen. I heard Brock. I looked up for a second. I didn't jump to conclusions. <laughs> there wasn't enough time to jump to conclusions, but I didn't know who he was calling. He was like, what? Fuck oh. off, Brock. 
What's scary about this, though, is it looks like Cody came out with Arn Anderson. It looked like he came out with the foreman, like an alternate attire Arn Anderson. Like there were two Arns out there, like the kid's a clone. A double A, Arn Anderson. So let's bring him out right now. How crazy is this? Watch this shit. The coach, Arn Anderson, and young Brock Anderson. You know, Excalibur, for me, this becomes an even more special night. It certainly does, JR. We will get to hear the first words on Dynamite from Brock Anderson. We join forces with the American Nightmare next week, right here on Dynamite. And that just it speaks volumes about the tradition and the history of our great business. And I want to remind everybody that June is. We're not going to make you go through this. I forgot he comes out first. Right. But look at how much this guy looks like. Like his freaking dad. Excited. It's crazy, like right? Young, he looks like a young Arn. Yeah. Good casting. Holy shit. Arn, <laughs> you can't even go to the Mario show, bro. Like you. So Meltz is quoted as saying that Brock Anderson and Taz's son Hook have both been training for months before AEW Dynamite with the coaches, Jerry Lynn and Dustin. And the coaching staff, and he was told a month ago that they're both ready to do a TV match. I come of revenge myself, considering last week I did get beat by Anthony Agogo. Yeah, that bastard. Born motherfucker. You should call him Anthony Evil Agogo. Oh, shouldn't he? You're Anthony Evil Agogo. You're Anthony England Evil Agogo. Anthony Egogo. You. Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, but there's a little bit of a physical altercation here. Ladies and gentlemen, an all-cuting marshal. Okay, hits Arn. You hit my dad. My puppy. Coming out trying to restrain Brock We needed it again. Get off of me. Get off of me. Get off. He's right. <laughs> Get off of me! Oh God! Yeah, now we need. I'm definitely getting it next week. I had other adjustments to do to our stream this week, but yeah, that's on my list of stuff. Oh my God, this has been ridiculous. Anyway, all right, what's up, Spartan? Spartan Jesus. Next, you had your six-man tag match: the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick against Brandon Cutler and Death Triangles, Pac. Oh, I'm sorry, but Matt Brandon Cutler with them against Death Triangles, Pac, and Penta El Cerro Miero, and Eddie Kingston back with his best friends, right? One of them. Mm-hmm. And then the finishing Kingston with a spinning back fist on Cutler, and he lets Pac cover him to show that he's a good guy again. See, I'm a nice man. I'm a change man, man. I'm a change man, man. <laughs> and, uh... That's something like you turned over a new leaf, or you always got to lose change to Pac. You wind up with you wind up with the Bullet Club jumping the baby faces. Penta, who's paying these guys? We we should know that these guys are always around. They're getting paid by everybody. Oh, here he comes! Here comes Kazarian. Kazarian by himself. Elite Hunter coming out, trading shots with Doc Gallows. With Gallows hammering Kazarian. Gallows is a mighty big man. He's going to wear him out. And oh, my goodness. Kazarian's taking down big men before. Gallows wants more. 
I love how he tells him, wait, this that. asshole's here. <laughs> we don't even know who that is. Just some guy in sweats. So Eddie Kingston's redemption ankle while Moxley takes his time off. Right, fucking, you might as well mend some fences while he's gone. Mm-hmm. And he means it this time. So I do like that Kingston. I've always kind of enjoyed the fact that Eddie Kingston's finisher was a spinning back fist because it's like. He's not the most athletic man in the world, but he can throw a punch. Yeah, exactly. So something that's and convincing. you do need a level of technique to be able to actually do that move and make it look good. So. Yo, Nick tripping. Did you catch Nick busting his ass? Was that a work? I'm not sure. Look at how he falls here. This is a fact. He's an amazing, an amazing athlete. Oh man! And, oh, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? They said it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. See, I don't. The bad part is with that commentary table. Sometimes I don't know if it was a work or not because it comes off so naturally when they do shit like that. Just the way he fell, it was like no way he fell fucking completely on his ass oh like that. God, you know that's something else. And Penta, as usual, on fire. Really cool spot here. Check this out. Oh, stop! He, he shouldn't have been in the ring. Bless his heart. As a giant destroyer. Oh my goodness. That yeah. dude. I'm sorry. Petey Williams, you might as well sit down somewhere because that motherfucker hits destroyers from the craziest angles. Yeah, he really does, right? It, it, it's his RKO. It's Mexican. It's looted destroyers out of nowhere. Yeah, wild no, stuff no, there. No, 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 George. No, George. You don't get to claim him. That's mine. All right. <laughs> you keep the bullet impact. And then you get freaking Kingston and Pac doing wild dives here. This was just all over. Like just fuck it, fuck it dives. No, George, actually, he's from Lucha Underground, so ha! I just love that Eddie Kingston had less run up than Pac did on his time. Yeah, right. No, I was. <laughs> like, I, that's so backwards. It really was. You would think the I was I didn't know where to look. Would need I did, more of a run up, but I didn't know where to look. I was like, "Where's the train wreck gonna happen?" <laughs> Oh man! But he was Lucha first, George. Mm-hmm. So the inner circle comes on, gives too long of a promo. It's not as I mean, at the inner circle, the pinnacle gives too long of a promo. Not as entertaining as when the inner circle does it at all. But it was really just a lead-in for the inner circle to do something, which was to mess with their means of transportation. again i mean we already know how this movie ends right you know what happens when you don't give the inner circle what we want right but i guess you bested us once again with another brilliant soliloquy great job you can brag about it all night long with your little buddies as you're walking home Oh, oh, oh. That's oh, the Pinnacle's yeah. limo. Oh, 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 look at that. Look at the Then the Wilson of destruction. Chris Jericho and Floyd are smashing the... They really are DX, huh? The inner circle demolishing the Pinnacle's limousine. Their best imitation of DX. I hope you're ready to walk home. 
I love how the inner circle's on hood shit now. Yeah, it works better this way. The faces of the pinnacle when they're seeing this. Amazing. George said that's a red one. Security. <laughs> like Jericho said in that interview, he seemed more like the wrestling Guns N' Roses. This is illegal. Hey, 911. That's it. I'm calling the cops. I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, right. In a circle. They're still very entertaining, you know. We have to give something to them. All right. What else have we got? Oh, we're almost here. Don't forget we got the poll coming up. We're almost done with the show. Thank God. But uh, next we have One to eight. One of the things about the shows after our pay-per-view, it's always naturally a little bit shorter. Yeah, of course. Even once in the next T1, apparently. So we got the TNT title match. Miro defending his championship against Evil Uno. And uh, I, I mean, it's pretty obvious to you guys what the finish is here, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Like Miro goes over, and I that he tweeted. Evil Uno said, "I'm sorry, I disappointed you on Twitter." And then you see what happened. I didn't see. Miro tweeted back, "I forgive you." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love the damn what Cornette says. That man is getting it right now. Yeah, I mean, it was an alright match. It's so hard to perceive these guys as super baby faces and going out there with those goofy masks trying to win a title like that. But that's what we're at here. You got the Dark Order, who eventually Hello. comes out during the middle of this to show support what's developing here a very competitive matchup and even with the even with the kid the yeah for yeah. so a while he wasn't there because he was apparently what was it he wasn't doing his homework or something so it's punishment yeah he couldn't come and be part of the dark order this good is a shoot too not a work yeah, hey, good parenting people yeah you don't let your kid be part of the dark order if they don't do their homework which uh, Cody did actually say in an interview when they talked about talk of like, what was that, I think like Strowman and some of the people becoming a new leader. He said, no, negative ones are either new leader. Yeah, and we're not going to have a new leader. That would be disrespectful. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah, and if you're no, going to, it makes sense for it to be Rhodey Jr. Yeah, it really does. Which, yeah, it's. I, I think I've noticed that one of my favorite things now on Dynamite is seeing him just because, first of all, he's so natural with the gimmick. And two, just because you know it's therapeutic for him. And people who are fans of his dad. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, it's like we got a piece of Brody back. So. Kenny Omega and Callis are talking shit. And Jungle Boy does his best attempt at getting on Botchamania. Man, you talk way too much. <laughs> you are out there you know what to do that was a direct attempt right there i know you bastards did it on purpose <laughs> see that couldn't have been me because i'm sorry i would have started cracking up <laughs> i get that i give him more credit for that than anything else is the fact that he did that shit and didn't fucking break they definitely timed that for that right <laughs> right it again that was great you talk. Let's go back. I wish I had the sound effect for it, right? Oh, my God. Dude, there's so many fucking sound effects we need. Ooh, I'm getting a little frazzled. I'm getting a little pissed off. Man, you talk way too much. <laughs> wait, so, so who would be the new man we would say? Would it, wait, no, we, we would just send for Miro. Just have that clear for him fucking up uh, Kip Sapien. 
Yeah, who would you send for the man now, right? Right, because Becky's been gone long enough to where I don't know if we could send for her anymore. I had a friend once tell me, he was like, just because of what his theme music is, wouldn't it be funny if they send for the man that's fucking Brian Kendrick? Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. So Lance Archer has a singles match against Chandler Hopkins. Who the fuck's Chandler Hopkins? He is uh, um, one of the dark guys. Yeah, They bring guys up from dark every once in a blue moon just to kind of get them on TV. So, And vice versa. They'll send top guys down there just to give them a little bit of a taste of what Dynamite's like. Man, it's bull, baby. they really let this guy do the job here. Oh, he got his ass kicked up. Look at this. 273 pounds. Oh, my God. Let, me, let me say this, masked man. I really think that Darby has walked into a trap here. Oh, he most certainly has. And Chandler Hawkins. At least he got a little offense in there, you know? He got to do a little, got to go under over, springboard. Oh, punched him out of the air. No technique. He is a great athletic specimen, but man, this is the last man you want to face at this point in his career. I wish he was Chandler's friends for all this. Tried to break the ring with his ass. Look at him, he's upright from it. You wonder how much time chokeslam there. By Lance Archer. Hoyt, 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 Hoyt. <laughs> on AEW Dark a few nights ago, and he said Lance Archer is done messing around, that he is going to carve a path of destruction through AEW, and I begins tonight with a blackout. That is nasty. It's funny because I can't remember what it was I was watching, but do you remember the Rock and Rave infection? I that feel like I should... It was a group in TNA. It was Christy Hemi, Jimmy Rave, and fucking Lance Hoyt. Vaguely, I do remember that. I remember that angle, and I was like, how far you have come, sir? How far you have come, indeed. Like, Holy shit. I remember when I used to take you as a joke, and now I'm afraid of you. Oh, boy. So what else do we have? Oh, yes. I wanted to complain about this, so I'm glad that it's on here. Bring this up on the screen here. What is this? Can you tell me what this is? It's like Ziggler's brother. What is this? A stable? Like these are what the stars look like in AEW. It's like the oddities of that group that Santino had with Great Kali. And, <laughs> like, like what the f- who? What is that? Peter Avalon and uh, who's the guy on the right? I don't know. <laughs> like what is that? I'm not sure. It just looks like you know. It looks like it looks like a bad idea come to life. A little kid. Absolutely. So we're offering you an official spot in the Wingman Makeover Program. <laughs> Look, you have two options. Either we rearrange your wardrobe, or I can rearrange your face. You'll do it, too. You'll definitely do it. You look like what, a Who were they talking about? I don't even remember who they were talking about. I'm not even sure. We don't even know who the fuck they were talking about. Dude, I mean, these angles go fucking nowhere, man. We have the inner circle. Anyway, Nyla, that was her on the screen. Is going up against Layla Hirsch. Hadn't seen that girl in a hot minute. Finish to this was the Avalanche Powerbomb. From the top, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an Avalanche. I thought this looked really solid, too. Avalanche beats Bomb. Up to the top, Layla Hirsch. Climbs up. Headed up to the top. Oh, my God. She leaps up. No. Oh, no. Nyla. The power of Nyla Rose, too much. Too much strength. Too much. Oh, power bomb right off the top. Oh, my God. The avalanche beast bomb 
take that. Layla Hirsch is really good, by the way. Oh, yeah. That girl's always been great. You know, the match was very physical, so I thought that was something that's definitely worth looking into. Like, for her size, that girl is, first of all, extremely talented. But, yeah, she she gave Nyla a run for her money in this match. Yeah, she did take some brutal bumps, though, like the barricade where she gets whipped here. Looking. Oh, my God. Layla got wrecked off by the bigger, stronger Nyla Rose. Yeah, that's definitely something that's going to happen when you're going up against somebody who's the bigger, stronger. Right, by quite a great view. No, this was a good match. I enjoyed this one. Mm -hmm. Those of you that watched the TNT version, you may not have caught this. Let me find it. Or if you're watching on the picture-in-picture, you might have seen it. I don't know what they showed there. But uh, Nyla's biting her fingers here. On social media between or by Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero on Layla Hirsch. Layla needs a big break. She needs a mistake to come her way that she can perhaps capitalize on. As Nyla Rose, the native beast, was biting. A biting beast. Well, that's what they do, I guess, JR. That's what they that's what they do. That's his answer. That's what they do, JR. <laughs> well, she bit her fingers for a long time. Yeah, like she was eating. And I'm missing oh, she... for this shit. Nom, 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 nom. Layla, this was really cool. This this was a driving knee strike with the German and everything, followed by that wild moonsault that she hits here. Gonna show you for those of you on the video feed. That if she's got you waist locked, gonna take you down the mat, you're in trouble. But Layla, oh my god, a German! Release German suplex! Nyla Rose is Layla, oh, the driving knee strike! Very cool. That takes a lot of power for you to be that small and be able to and she it wasn't like it wasn't even like she struggled. Yeah, no, she didn't struggle at all. Good looking stuff. So yeah, you know what? This dynamite, I'm actually this 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 stuff here. I'm complaining less than I usually am. So having now looked at it, it was kind of back, back and forth this step, this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of went from like bad to good to okay, to kind of good to bad. It was kind of it, the, the 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 meter constantly tilted on this one. Yeah, exactly. Tag team match of Adam Page and 10 against Team Taz's Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs being accompanied by Hook and Ricky Starks. The finish being Buckshot Lariat on Powerhouse Hobbs, who's left in the ring. Match itself was very solid. Uh, team Taz with some very solid double teams during this. Uh, one of them being that high-low thing that they do. It's like a sweep combo. Let's see if I could get that up. I've never seen um, two guys so big do the high-low. Hobbs, upper body, griddle, shoulder, griddle, too thick. Brian Cage. It's great way of ring awareness, too, by Hobbs, by the way. Here we go. Come on, Cage. Driving upward, cut. Once they bring him into the center here from the German, which that's also brutal release there. Here we come. We have seen a long time. Big high low there by Team Yeah, Variation of the total stuff. elimination. Oh, wait, no, mm-hmm. no, I got to do it right. Variation of the total elimination. Yep, old ECW move, right? Can't blow my voice out like fucking Joey Styles every damn week, but yeah. That's exactly what it was. That's why I had it stamped here. And uh, then we had, I thought, was one of the more interesting things here. Ricky Stark. Look at this shit. He comes in. And he throws the FTW belt to Cage. But Cage throws it back. You make more money in in the main events. And that's what this game is all about. Amen. And that's what we drill in Team Taz. Main events and money. You're not in this to make friends. Well, wait a minute. 
Hook hitting the ring. There we this, go. This oh. is what happened. That double or nothing. Use it. Do the right thing, Cage. Oh, he Cage! He threw the FTW belt back what to the Ricky hell? Starks. And Ricky Starks. Oh, good looks. But he deserves it. What are you saying, Cash? He deserves it. He, he, he should have used it. He tried to help him. And look at this. Ricky Starks retreating up the tunnel to help. And enraged. He's abandoned his post. He's leaving Hobbs by himself. Hobbs breaks free of the full Nelson. God, he broke free of it. The pump kick missed. Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. Returns with a spine buster of his yeah. own. Yeah, really solid. Yeah. I like how they keep one of the consistency of like Cage wanting to basically prove he can win on his own and Team Taz just refusing to let him. Yeah, that was nuts. I really like it. I got to say, now looking at it back with you, I'm complaining less about this AEW. Yeah. You know, it's not always good, but there was definitely uh, something good here. You know, did we get the slap part? Yeah, we got the slap. How can he slap? We got it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we need to isolate that too. All I'm saying is once upon a time, we just started start getting rid of drops when it came to intros and everything. We might have a new onslaught of drops coming in this new year. And that was the main event, right? Yep, that was the closer. Yeah, that is fantastic. And, uh, it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I Like I said, maybe, again, we don't have to judge them too harshly too often when they have nights like that. I mean, hey, when they mess up, call them on it. But when they do good, call them on it. See, there's some people out there, and this is where I start to have a problem with some wrestling fans. They'll act like this, got, like this dynamite was 100% garbage. But we pointed out several things that worked out very well. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, it wouldn't be a dynamite if you didn't have a Max Caster lyrics and courtesy TMZ. Yes. We do. Platinum Max. AW, TMZ, what up? Yo. Platinum. I be looking for attention in the summer. Feeling like LeBron James when he's switching numbers. No, I'm not shocked that he did it for a movie. More than getting wins, he like being on your newsfeed. He with the stars, red carpet with the pastel. I'm with the bars, feeling like I'm Buff Bagwell. I saw his video. Does he need a doctor? Maybe take a tip from Naomi Osaka. Shh. Same goes for Brett Favre, sounding like a dinosaur. We should call him Reptar. You should assassin it like your name is Pat Riley. Now you gotta pay Big Max. You can ask about me. Nobody holding me up. I'm not Logan Paul, feeling like I'm Julio Jones now. Going long, going home, homie. Hope you taking notes, and I'm out of here quicker than the Pacers coach. Okay, I'm platinum. <laughs> I have to find it for you when I get the chance, but apparently I can't remember who made it. Somebody made a compilation of all of his raps in AEW. Yeah, the guy's good. Yeah. That team that team has gotten that team has grown on me quite a bit. They're starting to become one of my Maxcaster easily is my favorite part of AEW on some weeks. But they are, are starting to become one of the things I look forward to seeing all the time. Yeah. I'm right there with you. There's a lot of people saying it's a Cena thing, but it hasn't been done. It's like, like every, every gimmick's original. And Cena was fucking years ago. If you're thinking that far back, this is the shit on somebody. I need, need you to get get to, get get your references updated. Like, yeah, it was a Cena thing. Fan fucking tastic. Nobody cares. Right there with you. All right, so 
AEW did 487,000 viewers with a point 19 in the 18 to 49 demographic, 20,000 up from the previous week's 462,000, still very low. That Friday is brutalizing them, man. Oh, yeah. Especially because it's right after, it's at, it's at that 10 o'clock block right after SmackDown. Like, yeah, that spot is, oh, that spot is rough. Yeah, it's really taking them out, man. The, the, the sooner they can get Dynamite out of that 10 o'clock slot, the better. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Okay, so that brings us to SmackDown. We're almost there, guys. Almost there. You got Jimmy who calls out Roman for messing up last week's match. Calls out Jay for being a bitch. First match is a tag team match. Biggie and Kevin Owens against Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. With Commander Aziz finished being Owen Stunner on Zane. Thoughts? I mean, four very talented wrestlers, so it's not surprising that this is a good match. My only thing, and this has been kind of bugging me, it's not even necessarily with the match itself. It's just weird that at, until he came out for a little while, I almost thought Cruz, I almost forgot Cruz a champion. Yeah, because he doesn't really have much of a presence at it. Yeah. The, 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 it was like I said maybe a week or two ago. Both mid-card titles don't have that much of a presence. It's weird. Yeah. It's no, like I really enjoyed don't. the match, and then midway through, I was like, wait a minute, but who's feuding with who? Like, what? Yeah. The, the one positive that came out of this, though, which is that you do get, and we always love that, you get some Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn exchanges going on here, you know, because the two of them work so well together in the ring. I mean, it's funny how that is more important and more of a popular thing than what the focus is, which is the Commander Aziz fucking apollo cruz feud no one cares it's like they, they want this I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about the guy from raw <laughs> you know like this was this is where, where even 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 the thunderdome doesn't lie and they control that audio like the, they, they popped in the higher audio for this you know like they know what the good stuff is and enraged kevin owens kevin owens has been having to deal with sammy forever now Look out, Sammy. Kevin Owens, cannonball. Yeah, always good to get that. Like, get like I'm sorry, at this point, get get the fucking title off Cruz and you let those two feud over. So next That's week it's gonna be Cruz and, and freaking Commander Aziz in his match against Biggie and Kevin Owens. Zane felt betrayed, and as a result, he confronts Commander Aziz and Cruz and he winds up eating a Samoan spike. Next we had Carmella against Liv Morgan, rematch from the previous week. You only live once, but you get to wrestle twice. And Liv goes over with the Oblivion. Yeah, who would have thought, right? That went for the kick again. Liv Morgan, though, able to hang Carmella up on the second rope. And now Liv, face first, goes Carmella into the cover by Liv Morgan. The Oblivion wins it for Morgan. The Oblivion. And the irony after the match, Greg Hamilton still calls her the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. I would have been like, tell Leo Rush we say hi. Yeah, just to get her heat back. Just to get her heat back. Uh, What was next on SmackDown? Oh, you had Bailey. Bailey. Good old Bailey and her good old talk show, Ding Dong, and her guest is Seth Rollins. So they have a whole bunch of fun. But you know what the most fun was here? The most fun, I think, happened at the WWE production truck. Did you catch what they did? Oh, actually, yeah, guys. Um, shit. Unfortunately, we botched it. This wasn't um Seth Rollins on Bailey's 
um, TV show. This was Seth Rollins on Ding Dong Hello, hosted by the WWE champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Yeah. It's for a second, but if you look at the graphic on the bottom, Bailey's Brock Lesnar with I Paul Heyman. I wish we could fucking write this, people. Oops. How do you fuck up that? Oh, too funny. There's so many things there. Just no. There's so many questions there. Like, how did they, how was that mistake made? What were they doing? What were they trying to get on the Tron that would lead to such a fucking careless mistake, right? Like, how was Brock Lesnar still entered in, even into the computer? He's not even entered into a fucking contract. But uh, last week we talked about the clip of Bailey laughing that she played all over the Thunderdome. Remember that? Oh my God, yeah. So this week they have Rollins on, and now they're playing a clip of a clip because of the two of them enduring the clip from the previous week of her laughing. Like, so the joke continues. Master class in mind games. I need to know. Let's watch the clip. You can give me your tips afterward, all right? Let's watch the clip. Let's watch the clip. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. And after I beat you at Hell in a Cell, oh, I will be laughing. But I won't be the only one laughing. I love the two of them here. That must be what hell sounds like. (laughs) And she almost fell off the stool. (laughs) (laughs) It's a knee slapper! It's a knee slapper! The Where's Bailey? <laughs> Where's she at? Oh, she's here. She's, she's there. Here. She's, she's, here. Here. she's everywhere. She's everywhere. She is. Wonderful the fact that this was by design. Supposed to be cringy and all here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's so funny. I wonder if that's what hell sounds like. Just rolling, tackling away. And then she gifts him with a video of him beating up Cesaro. Because, of course, what surprised me was a, the literal ding-dong. Like, I didn't think that they were literally, like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> right. But it was like, oh, look, there's a guest. Like, I was thinking they have a literal fucking ding-dong. I thought it would be part of their bit. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it coming. He what? Didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see it. <laughs> Did you get some food? Yeah, and- Wait, you give me a surprise? You got me a gift. Who's uh, there? Go on, you got me a gift. Should we come? Yeah. Uh, you what? know what? Hey. Who is it? This is your show. You've already done so much for me. Let me. Wow. I'll be the gentleman. Uh, I'll get the door. You okay. stay right there. Oh, you stay you right there. I got it. All right? This is going to be good. Can't wait. The return of Cesaro. Cesaro, back for the first time in weeks since the injuries caused by Seth, is taking it to Rollins. Seth oh, he ruins the ding-dong set. Seth Rollins loses his pants, man. Right. It's art. You don't need pants. Oh. 
he literally beat the pants off him. Oh boy. SmackDown's still entertaining. Yeah. Then you had your tag team match of Chad Gable against Montez Ford with the finish being Otis taking on Montez Ford. What a dumb look for Otis. Like now he looks stupid too. Like he shaved his beard. He has such a horrible gimmick. Like they had the perfect guy and somehow they thought of as many ways as possible to fuck him up. Right. First of all, you have shitty Miz beat him for his money in the bank. Now you put him in a tag team where he's getting mentored by a guy who was basically been a jobber for the past year. And now he looks like a high school gym teacher. That's a little silly, right? I shouldn't be able to see that much of his fucking face. He looks like the type of guy I'd see in my area walking down the street with a book bag handing out small Bibles. It's not even like he was a good he was a good baby face and then they just replaced him and with a heel gimmick that was like a very bad personality you know what i mean it's not even like they replaced it with anything it was like a poor placeholder for what the guy was going to be you know to me that's what makes it really disappointing yeah it makes no sense whatsoever and the same thing you know when you really think about it gable's the exact same way yeah. oh G- gay there's no reason chad gable should not have been fantastic but even the the, the gimmick they're giving him where he's just a shitty heel you know, it makes little to no sense at all. So you see shit like this happen to people, and then you wonder why when they leave, they don't just come right back. Nothing really come back to them. It's shitty gimmicks. Yeah, we'll definitely hear the story in the future. I mean, apparently, yeah. according to Lana, she's soon going to break her silence on shit that happened there. So. Yeah, she said that, that she was going to have a, a, a big story to tell. You know, like, like, well, in- I saw you on TV. How much more could you tell me? No, I mean, who knows? Maybe there was some sexual harassment. Maybe they treated her like shit. I mean, we know that everything changed on her on TV publicly after the Rusev thing. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, she's definitely going to have something to tell there. But, uh, yeah, let's get a little bit into this uh, this match. First of all, you have uh, Montez Ford. Once We can't have a Montez Ford match without going into one of his impressive dives. Try to build momentum in the ring and go for the big dive he does over the top rope. And Gable tried to thwart it. And now Ford off the apron. Mont- Dropped like a brick. It's just crazy when I see. It's so funny. It's usually the polar opposite. It's crazy when I see him dive from such low places. Whereas I'm usually used to this motherfucker damn near scraping his back on the top of the Thunderdome. And he took that short dive and I was like, wow. By the way, the the match that you were talking about that was added to our yeah, I guess we'll be getting into that in a minute. I just I don't want to jump too far ahead. Anyway, yeah, we gotta wait for all that one. Yeah, no, I just happened to see it like when we're, when we're sitting here talking. Anyway, uh, Otis also is sneaky now because backstage he winds up taking out Dawkins. Yeah, so Montez actually went into this match by himself. Hear that? Oh, I felt it. Angelo Dawkins now trying to rally. Oh my God, that's Otis! Attacking Dawkins from behind! An ambush by Otis! Otis and Dawkins agreed to stay out of the the arena tonight. Let Ford and Chad go one-on-one. Otis just destroying Dawkins! Jeez! Out of nowhere, Otis! And now Ford... Trying to rally. 
Gordon Gable exchanging right. Like, they're not even interesting heels, right? You know it's bad when some of that raw bullshit starting to sneak on SmackDown. Yeah, you're telling me. Like, that, like this, this whole thing with Otis and Chad is raw. That was a bullshit. That's scary. And I guess part of it is because Jason Jordan uh, is permanently going to be a producer. Yeah, that's pretty much it for him. Yeah, but they really could have done, like you said, they could have done something with one of these guys. And we and Otis will had momentum. Like, what the hell happened to the Otis and Mandy right. story? You know what happened? Shitty Miz happened. Because they just had to try to give us Miz a champion again. Yeah, think about it. It would have worked out way better if they would have just let Otis keep the goddamn briefcase. But no, we had to try to push Miz again. And look where we're at now. Yeah, there's no denying that. I'm surprised he wasn't on the release list. It's probably because he's, I almost started to say it's probably because he's mid-angle, but no, nah, never mind. They don't give a shit about that. Oh, boy. Anyway, Shinsuke Nakamura with Rick Boggs. Boggs, I'm not saying him against King Corbin. Again. You didn't like that? You didn't have fun with that? See, here's what's bothering me about I don't. I don't mind the match because I like both of these guys, but it's just, it's matches with just no purpose. I never thought because the last two times we've seen this match, it's ended and Corman tries to steal the crown back. He gets it back with two and a half seconds and Nakamura gets the crown back. I love Pat McAfee somehow manages to make a better baby face than he did a heel. Doesn't he? Did you catch this part? Check this out. So the the Boggs guy, he's attacking to make sure that uh, Nakamura can get the uh, the crown back. Look at look at pay attention to McAfee's reaction here and listen to what he said. I thought this was so funny. Has the crown back. Yeah, he's got it back. Yeah, you did. Now watch. So Nakamura gets the crown back, right? And then Boogs hits him. And now Boogs. And now watch, watch McAfee here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to do something. <laughs> Like he was just he just within the moment too. Like he just started fucking he had bang with him. <laughs> like he came from around the announce table and he started head buying banging with boobs. <laughs> I just watch him shuffle over and just like, oh no, I thought we were gonna do He just shuffled over and he went, Oh, I thought we were gonna do something. Well, what did he think they were gonna do? He did that shit with the <laughs> of somebody like who goes and walk up walk up to walk up to talking to a girl in the club and then figure out she got a boyfriend. You just shuffle back like ain't shit happened. It looked like he was waiting for the chest bump. <laughs> Wait for the fuck yeah. No. No. <laughs> that guy kills me, dude. <laughs> He's great. Oh, man. Oh, that was so much fun. I would see it was worth it just for that. In fact, that has enough elements that it just keeps itself going. It looks like, uh, I believe, next week. Basically, they're going to run it one more time, and this time, the winner keeps the crown. All right. Yep, that's what they were going for. At least that's what the GMs, the co-GM, the GM buddies, GM Incorporated decided. But finally, the unexpected happened in an angle because uh, Jay has had it with the bickering. He's had enough of the back and forth, and he storms off. I've had it. Get him out. He's had it with both of them. Oh, Man, you see what you did, Oz? You see? Now what? This was one of the most artistic ways of getting in someone's head a heel has ever done. I don't care 
care no more. You want a box? Let's go. You want the summer Roman's best heel work? Listen to this shit. Let's do it. You gonna fight me? Why? What? What? What have I done? We ain't little kids anymore. This ain't about being proud. This ain't about thinking what you want to do up here. This is our family business. This is our livelihood. This is plan. You what? When you should be here. This is how we make our decisions. This is how we represent our family. this to your brother you're twins yeah well who came out first who came out first so you're the older brother right yeah you're the older one so you should be looking out for him i shouldn't have to depend on him to reel you in i shouldn't have to depend on him to teach you how to do that you should just know i should be able to depend on you because it's not about you it's not about me it's not about it's us it's all of us and the only way that we can get it done is continue to be us and to be the best every single week. That's our ticket. That's all I know. That's all I've ever known is to be the best. Why did you do that to him? Yeah. Why did you do that to him, asshole? Why you treat your <laughs> you're treating your brother. How could you treat your brother like that? Oh, scumbag. Come back into his company. Since day one, right? Self-entitled fuck. let him go. Busts his ass for a full year now. Completely elevates himself and you just let him go. And you just waltz back in here. For what? That's your brother. Shit. Don't do this to your brother. Have you done enough damage in the short time you've been back? Make this right with him. Fix this. It was perfect till you got here. This is our family. I stay the same motherfucker fucker. <laughs> that was that was such a good that was good. Leave it to Roman to have him have him do something that causes a problem and then he make you feel like you a piece of shit. That's good heel work right there. He's That's one of the best heels they've had in a long time to be able to make Roman, like people Jim, like that. Jimmy legit walked away like he like he was a piece of shit in the situation. He was like, fuck man. Damn What have I been doing? What have I done? The fuck? Like, I know Roman Turner's against each other, but I'm a piece of shit. Holy fuck. Should I go after him after everything I've done? Will he even listen to me? <laughs> Rey Mysterio finally calls out Roman for hurting his boy. And he acknowledges him as a piece of shit. And we didn't say exactly that, but he wanted to. It's just his PG. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you. As a father. Andres Mysterio with a kendo stick. Run kendo whipping. Assaulting Roman Reigns. Not a headbutt to Ray. Where did the kendo stick come from? Mysterio trying again to crawl to the kendo stick, but Roman Reigns has his hands on Ray. Yeah, whack, 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 whack. Kendo stick to the head. To the back! And I'll race that out. You know how much pinata experience that motherfucker has? Roman Reigns feeling the assault by the kendo stick by Mysterio. <laughs> and I'll raise with a Superman punch. 
flush on the jaw. Of- I like how Roman still comes back and now he's just annoyed. You know what Roman looks like walking around annoyed at he, the fact that he got beat up by the kendo stick, but he still came on top? It looks like at the end of training day, he's like, you motherfucker. Shot me in my ass. You motherfucker. See, you have the little pole. You have the posture. <laughs> Look, you have to shot me in my ass posture. Jake, where my money? <laughs> they sell. And then assaulting Roman with a kendo stick, and now Reigns has turned his attention back to Ray. Oh, oh, and Dominic shows up. Thwack, 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 thwack. He took a lot of kendo stick today, right? Come here, you little bastard. Look at this toss, though, right? Literally just eating the kendo sticks now. Oh my god! That was set up right off camera somehow. That's why we couldn't see the bump. That's why they kept the camera up here. Good looking bump, but that's what they did. Just tossing Dominic Mysterio out of the way. Yeah, really good looking heel stuff there. What made that look so good for me isn't even the fact that he that they set up the bump on the outside outside of the camera. It's the fact that he literally carried him from one end of the ring to the other and then tossed him over the top. And I love how he stomps him and he walks away more. And that's how we go home, folks. Jamie Noble and them come out and they have to do the pull apart. Get off of me! Get off they of ain't me! Pulling nobody apart this time, at least. No, they just had to like hold him off. Because if he'd have kept coming, they'd have moved the fuck out of the way. SmackDown did an overnight average of 1.8 million viewers with a 0.7 in the 18 to 49 demographic up from the previous week. Yay! That brings us to Raw, which last week did a 1.64 million viewers. There were no, uh, there were no 18 to 49 demographic, uh, noted ratings here. They were up against the Nets versus Bucks and the Suns versus Nuggets from the NBA playoffs also. Man, you basketball fans were lucky. And yeah, they're up a bit because they were 1.418 million viewers the week before that. So Naya visits Bliss at the playground. And right? tells her because I laughed like hell when this part came up because I instantly thought back to when we talked about the whole how they ended last week. Basically says, Shane, you'll see you at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, she challenges Bliss to a match. You thought so, you um, killed her. Come on now, you're giving her too much credit. No, they didn't kill her. Charlotte versus Nikki Cross. With the finish being Charlotte gets counted out because she gets distracted by Rhea Ripley again. It, 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 the only way this angle at this point will make sense is if it turns out that at the end of it that Charlotte's secretly in love with Rhea Ripley. Because otherwise right. it's like you're just the most stupid person in the world. Like, how do you keep, like, pay attention to the match? You know, what are we going to have, a Nikki Cross Undertaker-style streak? Like, motherfucker, you're a, you're a 13-time women's champion as you keep fucking talking about. Act like it. And after Charlotte beats Nikki's ass like it's her fault, and then Rhea comes in and ambushes her with the riptide to get her off. Yeah, I kind of like how she did that, though, because uh, Charlotte was was setting up to get uh, Nikki in the figure eight, and she literally caught, because when Charlotte's stepping over, she caught her already halfway in position for the riptide. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even get, like, the two seconds you get to try to counter. It's just like, nope, riptide. Yeah, that was interesting. Very well done. Uh, 
Morrison has a match against Jeff Hardy, with Morrison going over with Starship Pain. He did start the match off using that stupid drip cream or whatever the fuck it is that they have in the spray. Uh, that's when we talked about earlier. Cedric calls out Jeff for showing him up last week, which I don't even remember happening. Maybe it's part of the writers writing in storylines. <laughs> you know, and uh, this becomes Jeff versus Cedric. But if Cedric wins, Jeff has to retire to make sure that we follow Vince's policy and don't have matches for nothing. Finish it as Jeff's wonton. Uh, he swans on Cedric's guts in to the point where after the match, you still hear Cedric in the background, like in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, going, arr, arr, arr. Go back and listen. You thought of that, and I thought of when uh, Nash blew his quad when they went to NWO and Sean still had to cut the promo, and all you hear is Nash in the background. Yeah, I don't know if that was selling because Jeff came down like a brick. It wasn't one of those where he floats over. Anyone who's familiar with Jeff's work, it was one of those swan times where it's the opposite of the float over where he just fucking clumps on top of you like, boom, it's dud. Actually, it's funny because there's actually a story behind that particular version. It's Jeff trying to take it a little easier on his back. and his Oh, he took it really easy on his back. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just he, Cedric. So he, Cedric he, is all he, fucked he, up now. He, he's adjusted it to where I think, I can't remember who... um was mentioned, but Seamus almost called it like a, like a potato swamped on. You hear him in the background over the commentary. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember in Pulp Fiction? Remember in Pulp Fiction when Marcellus Wallace shoots Zeb with the shotgun? And then he's telling fucking Bruce Willis, he's like, don't tell nobody about this. Go back and watch that scene with this in mind. Turn the sound up. The whole time he's like, don't tell nobody about this. Oh, you hear in the background? Oh. I'm gonna get some heavy, hard hitting pipe. Oh, you just hear kind of like the, the guy never stopped for the whole scene. Zed, Zed was crying. <laughs> That's how Cedric was. <laughs> oh man, Naomi was supposed to have a match against Eva Marie. This was on the card since before Raw started, but not today. Because instead, what they gave you guys was the debut of Piper Niven. Yep, coming fresh off of NXT UK. I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry, Piper. But what pisses me off is the commentary being like, who's that? Who is that? Anybody know who that is? No, I guess none of us fucking do, apparently. We've never seen. We've never like, but they really pushed it. Like, oh man, like, is is that someone? Is that like with Santino? Is it a fucking fan? Like, what are you guys doing? Are you kidding me right now? Don't you have the network that was was on Peacock? We talk about the May Young Classic. You actually have an angle going on with shit from the May Young Classic, and this girl's been around on top of that, and is in one of the other. Only talks about NXT and NXT. You fucking K. Like it's not. Who's that? All I'm saying, you fuckers know who Rhea Ripley was. They come from the same goddamn show. She was in an angle where the other girl accidentally hit her when they were friends, remember? Yeah. In fact, a little interesting piece piece of uh, history here. Rhea Ripley, our current Raw Women's Champion, Piper Niven was her last feud before she came to NXT. Who's that? And we're going to act like she's a stranger and that, and that she's, getting, she's getting her motivation, her push from Eva Marie of all people. Someone well, who was feuding with Rhea. used to be a contender for the UK women's title doesn't need this botchy twat with her. Someone who used to feud with Rhea Ripley was brought in as a noob on the same show that Rhea Ripley's in. And she's, in, she, she's being mentored by fucking Eva Marie. For those of y'all, and I'll say it again, <laughs> I keep saying it. For those of y'all who wonder why I give AEW a little bit of slack, 
It's because guess what? When Christian fucking Cage shows up, nobody's like, "Who's that?" And I also felt like they. I don't know, was it last minute? Because the card said Eve Maria, were they trolling everyone? Because what happened so, was when people saw the card. Hearing, what, what I've been hearing throughout the, throughout the week was that Eva did not come back to wrestle. I mean, I've been hearing that for the last couple of weeks. I've been hearing that for the last couple of weeks. But what I'm, but to my understanding. They decided mm-hmm. to do the same old Eva Marie bullshit. Remember how, like, the last time she was here and it was fucking terrible? And every time she was supposed to have some magic and bullshit happen? Right. Yeah, they decided to run that one back again because it worked so well the last time. But that's not what she did this time. She brought somebody out that she was she was managing. Yeah, but once she again, was sort of she mentoring. was advertised to wrestle, didn't fucking wrestle. Yeah, well, on the card, yeah. But apparently from what I'm seeing it's on social media, when, when people saw this card, when people saw this card, they went nuts. And uh, because they thought that Naomi was going to get fed to Eva Marie and they were like, oh, I can't believe they're going to feed her in. So it almost felt like they put Piper in and they kind of swerved them. This is yeah, this is what they had from the get go, which still shit, because then you had her get beat by somebody who you basically tried to pass off as somebody who the fuck is this? Drew tells another one of his Scottish stories about William Wallace and the battle at the river where Wallace waited for half of them to get across the river to attack him. And then he annihilated all of them because the enemy on the other side couldn't do anything over the piles of corpses that now barricaded them from the river crossing. Good stuff. Isn't that wonderful? Every yeah. time you catch Drew, Ga- Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre in that hallway, he's going to uh, tell you another story about his Scottish heritage. And uh, that's the reason why I'm going to start calling it the Drew Galloway Halloway. <laughs> I fucking go backstage and I raw. Every time I see that motherfucker, I'm turning the other corner. Nope, nope. That's, I that time that's, what, nope. that's what I jokingly said in the chat room. That he's going to be one of those guys that when they see him coming down that hallway, oh shit, it's Drew Duck. I'm going to by one of his what? stories. He's going to tell you a story. Get the fuck out of here. Is that you, Ray? Did I tell you the story about me, mom, and when they thought she was a witch? I guess you did. Now get the fuck away from me. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So you got a, next we got a tag team match. Randy Orton and Riddle. Team RK Bro against the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with the finish being Woods' victory rolls right into an RKO. And match yourself with solid workhorse match. Nice springboard uh, frog crossbody by Kofi. Riddle assisting Orton's powerbomb on Woods was really good. Also, Woods countering Riddle's attempted. Go ahead. Orton also uh, doing a little bit of attacking stuff with Riddle as well. He um, basically flipped him up into the Broton. Mm-hmm. And also, Woods uh, countering uh, Riddle's attempted middle rope uh, German on Woods into their variation of that Doomsday device that they do. Only for him to bridge out which is a unique kick out you don't normally see bridges out of that cover on a two count really cool um also jeff hardy gave him advice earlier just to follow randy orton's uh advice i'm glad that wasn't jeff's advice and he last advice and then he gets retired that's what i was thinking well, that'd be the last advice he ever gave oscar versus rhea ripley with the finish being the riptide uh rhea ripley hits oscar with a nasty poison alabama slam against the barricade glad she didn't lose her teeth again it's going to start becoming like Natalia, where it'll just pop right out of her face. Uh, Charlotte shows up and has a pull apart here. Get off of me! Get off of me! And I saw this. My first thought was, fuck, I hope he has a drop for the night. She <laughs> texted me and reminded me. I could have still grabbed it. But uh, no, yeah, what, what, I almost started to do it, but I was like, yeah, no, he's right, guy. No. Yeah, Charlotte was bleeding here. What happened? I don't know what happened at some point. I think if it, if, if, I'm, if this happened where I think it did, um, there was a point where. 
she climbed up to at least an apron and then Rip, and then Ripley booted her off. So I'm like, if it, if I could think of anywhere it had to have happened, it probably it was probably there. Gotcha. And we had Nia Jax against Alexa Bliss. Finish being uh, Bliss hits the twisted Bliss, but then Reginald interferes. But then somehow Bliss uses her power and she controls Reginald's movements. And whenever she moves, it's like a mirror mind style thing where he moves. She then escapes going up the ramp. But upon heading towards the exit, she holds her fingers out and wiggles them around as she goes up the ramp, implying she now holds the strings to the puppet. So I guess this means that Reginald now allowed himself to get caught in some sort of strange shit and he'll be of no use this Sunday because of the whatever the freaking spiritual swings are, um, strings are she has attached there. Yeah. Next, we had Jackson Riker and Elias bullshit. So Elias running away and getting counted out of the bullshit. So two count outs on the same raw people. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about match finishes, do they? Like when was the last time that they genuinely cared? About a match finish that you saw at this point, right? Uh, They're just going through. I don't know when Taker was still coming out of Limp Biscuit, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) When it was still coming out to Kid Rock, even earlier. Yo, I forgot he used to come out to Kid Rock, too. He did it only a couple of times before they switched it officially to Limp Biscuit. The debut was Kid Rock. I don't know if they kept it that way on the network. They might have been like, ah, we'll just pay for one. You know what's funny? I'm, I'm reading Ringside News. I'm just going over their dirt sheet version of Raw. And it just goes to show how uninformed the people that run the sheets and are allowed to write these articles are because they literally build Naomi versus unnamed woman. And they put the bell rings and the new girl knocks Naomi down. The new girl. Naomi fights back, but her blows aren't registering. The new girl shoves her back and hits a power slam, then ascends. Now Naomi is squashed by a running cross by a smash for the Michinoku driver, and that's that. By the new girl, right? So, ringside, I'll do your job for you. Naomi versus Piper Niven. And... Naomi gets squashed by the Piper driver. And this, <laughs> they didn't know shit. They didn't know shit and that are people putting the articles on ringside news. Don't read articles, guys. Swear to God, we could, for anybody who says, oh, this is harder than it looks, I just gave a much better review with no idea that review, that shit review even existed. That's why I don't even bother to go by reviews. Like, it's just, it's just so funny to hear how great Raw is supposed to be and how great the main roster and everything. Some of the best shit this week happened on NXT UK. One of the best matches I've seen in the past year. Didn't happen on Raw. It was and the NXT fu- UK where fucking Eva Dragunov and Walter almost killed each other. So, I mean. And, the, and then the funny thing about it was they didn't even bother to finish writing the rest of that report. What the fuck did they get sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> We're still here. We're still here right now covering. And these motherfuckers with a site like that just took a nap. But then again, this is since you said it was ringside this that's the sheet i always hear of every time some bullshit happens they're always falsely reporting it having not talked to anybody so i'm almost not surprised oh boy anyway you had aj styles with omas against drew mcintyre and that was the only other thing planned on the card but this somehow turned into which they literally looked like this all right now was like the viking raiders came out and who lashley and lashley of course how did i forget and the baby faces, I remember the sentence with the baby faces coming out on top, right? With Drew in the ring and Lashley outside, right? Yeah, because something, I can't remember what the fuck happened, but something happened. Lashley jumped in the match. Here's what's so funny about this. I didn't catch, I didn't think about this till after the match was over. But Lashley came out in his dress clothes in a suit. After all this shit happened and they 
tag team match holla holla this Lashley was in full ring gear yeah that is interesting maybe somebody ran back and got him his stuff i don't know he can get get naked in the thunderdome ain't nobody watching he did like the rock did that time he came to fight bray Wyatt, and it was just like and was underneath like could easily be something like that right fucking fucking bobby's bitches over there like leave the tights on i was so disenchanted by this world that i was just about to hit the end the show button i almost forgot we got the poll to do tell me that's not savage Anyway, I'll link. It's funny because when we get to one of these matches on this poll, it's going to show yet another thing where SmackDown, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I'm linking you guys in the chat room. So your poll is now active for all. Something tells me by the time we get on the air Sunday for the post show, we're going to be like, man, I wish they they reversed the order and it was hell in a cell and then take over after. We'll see. And once again, guys, don't forget that the way these polls work, save that link, bookmark it, or just come back to talkbrunch.com and you can fill it out at the top of the page. There is a link version that you can click the Hell in a Cell logo, or you can just click the embedded version underneath and take the poll right there. If new matches are added between now and Sunday, just check back before the pay-per-view. They will be added to the top of the poll. They'll be timestamped by me. You can go back and do the poll again, vote on the new stuff, skip the regular stuff. It will still count towards your total definitely helps all right that being said i think you all should have gotten your links or gone to talkbrunch.com or whatever by now oh what a sad shot that is right <sighs> Shayna basil's face is a reflection of raw right now that is a face of a woman like man i used to be a two-time nxt champion what the fuck happened all right first match alexa bliss versus Shayna baszler i think because of Bliss and her powers, I'm going to call this piece by piece. I think Nia is going to come out, try to plead with Shayna. Wait, no, actually, no, I think Reginald's going to come out possessed first. And then Nia is going to come out, try to plead with Reggie and whatever. And I think Shayna is going to be magically possessed. And then it's going to go DQ, no contest. You think Shayna is going to be magically possessed? Why? Because we don't, we don't know exactly what happened to her when the lights went out and she screamed. And you know this show, they'll spin it to, oh, she's under Bliss's spell. And she... Oh. And they didn't you show her at all today, her. right? Yeah, we didn't see her at all tonight. Mm. No, but then why do it to Reginald, too? They want to build Bliss's little army. So and you think that they're going to literally turn both of them? And, and that's me giving more than a, of a reason than they probably are. So you think they would turn both of them and leave Nia alone? Yeah. There's no line. Oh, there's, man, there's I, no hope you're, I so fucking hope you're wrong. I so want you to be wrong on that shit. You thought they were going to kill them off last week. <laughs> There's no line for this shit. <laughs> I am thinking with the range of bullshit this company has to it. But either way, we're going to agree that Bliss is going over with her shit here, right? Yeah, yeah, Bliss is coming out on top regardless of what happens. All right. Next, we got the Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair trying to take Rhea Ripley's championship. Rhea Ripley, just on the fact that, I mean, Rhea actually won tonight, and Charlotte seems to be painfully easily distracted. All we need is for the truck guy to fuck up and hit Nikki Cross's music, and that's a wrap. Yeah? Hmm. I don't know with this one. I mean, you know, I like Charlotte. I prefer Charlotte's champion. I mean, what does Rhea really do as champion? She just kind of walks around with the shit on her shoulders. Does she fight at all? Aside yeah. from Nikki Cross? Yeah, she's, like, I mean... Who does, she, who does she fight? This is actually really the first... Re- the, besides her fight now oscar this is the only other thing they put her in besides for her, nikki cross for her like, sake see, i'm gonna see, see i want i want her to win this because i want to see what she does past charlotte 
Yeah, for her sake, I'm going to put her to win just yeah. because Charlotte's because had they, enough. They, they haven't given her room to have a, have a run outside of fighting Charlotte, Oscar, and Nikki Cross. Yeah, I'll meet you with that one. Fair enough. All right. Next, we got the WWE Championship Hell in a Cell match. Bobby Lashley defending his championship against Drew McIntyre. Lashley, of course, because I love how they wanted to point out that Drew's been in Hell in a Cell once before, and they were like, but he lost the last time. And it's about time to get Drew out of the title picture. We we, we had that time. Now it's freaking Lashley's time. Yeah, there's no arguing with you there. And I don't want another Drew run, man. So Bobby Lashley it is. SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defending against Bailey. I mean, freaking Belair's the total package right now. And this is, I think, her first. This is like, what, her first, second defense since she's been champion? I think she's way too talented to, to lose that title this early. I don't think uh, I think it's gonna be close for sure, but uh, yeah, I think I think Bianca's taking this one. Uh, I'd like to see Bailey win it back. Bianca had her little dream thing. She went to WrestleMania. Yeah, like Bailey, Bailey's. I don't know if Bailey's second run would be as special as the first one. It won't, but it'll be better than this. Like I said, I think the Bianca, the the whole dream and the whole thing that they went with was good. But now it's like let's get back to business here. Should they get business now? <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. On I, that. I, 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 like, because I mean, I like Bailey and all, but I can't deal with the Quella Deville cackling and shit. Like, it's funny, but it doesn't scream championship. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's the reason why that championship is even valid is because of her and her her run with it. Yeah, she elevated, but now it's time to have it run with somebody else, and with Sasha Banks probably coming back pretty soon. You know, she's gonna want to go um go at it with uh, Bianca again. Yeah, we'll see. I'm still going to be hopeful for Bailey, though, just because she's a more entertaining champion, at least for me. Next, we get the Universal Championship Hell in a Cell match. Roman Reigns defending against Rey Mysterio. Yeah, definitely going to be Roman, because uh, this match will be inside of Hell in a Cell, from what I'm hearing. And here's comes, here's comes from a problem as well. I mentioned last night that uh, last night was, I believe, the 17-year anniversary of when Shawn Michaels and Triple H ended their feud inside Hell in a Cell. What made that... Sp- special was because they'd been fighting for two years and it took cell to end it this is like this is just going to be like a one-off and it's inside the hell in the cell yeah just because like, like he, he's just gonna kill off ray and then be done yep just because like, it's this, this, this they don't do builds been, anymore yeah this should have been if you're gonna use hell in a cell the match that was made for kane's debut you put Jimmy in it. Why? Because he already kicked his brother's ass in that last year, so it has a level of continuity to it, and it's going to actually help build it. Whereas this is just, oh, you threw my kid over the top rope, and I'm going to fight you in this match I've never fucking been in before. Well, that I watched Ray... you fuck up your own cousin in the last time you were inside. Ray probably loses because of both Usos. Right. Or, the, or wait a minute. <laughs> oh my god, I just thought about it. What if this Hell in a Cell is another stoppage they better not they've done it three times so i mean it's not like they it's not like it's out of the range of possibility with this company well i guess we will see but obviously we're going with roman for this i'm going with roman for this and we are going to hit finish with that guys don't forget you just hit that finish button and it'll finish for you and we're in there Woo! i know right i feel so accomplished right we survived another row we Does sure did. Appreciate that. I sure as hell appreciate it. Not everybody else can do this shit, right? Yeah, tell me about it. All right. Well, that being said, don't forget that throughout the week we have all kinds of other content that we post here. We do game streams and stuff. And this Sunday, 
we will be in the chat room and following Hell in a Cell, there will definitely be a post show here. And we'll go over all of the results and we'll joke and make fun of it or enjoy it or whatever and watch clips of it like we always do. Come hang out with us in the chat room during. Follow us on social media for that event. I'm looking forward to this Sunday and all of the stuff in between. Also, thank you to our live chat room that's been hanging out with us for the entire evening and participating in everything. Uh, Spartan Jesus and Willie V2, EB Gamer, uh, Demon Kitty, iCabbygon, Stasis Dreams, King Quest. Six Slayer, uh, George Z, BT Ovar 3, and all of the live listeners as well as those on demand across all popular podcast platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud, and all other places popular podcasts are found, as well as those tuning in from the video feeds at TalkBrunch.com, Facebook, and Twitch. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 463, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. From myself and my co-host, Destin Soglow Frazier, we're out of here. And we will see you in here. Shut that down.